MMR's President Seed Podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show Podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's News Update with Kathy Romano. Tuesday, the 6th day of June. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. U.S. Customs and Border Protection agents stopped millions of dollars in counterfeit cash from getting into Philadelphia last month. Officers showed off what they seized from shipments intercepted on May 2nd, 5th, and 26th. Agents say the fake bills closely resembled real U.S. currency that would be worth nearly $15 million. The two most recent seizures occurred on May 26th when officers seized two shipments that each contained almost two million dollars of fake currency. On May 5th, officers seized almost eight million dollars of counterfeit currency and almost three million of fake currency on May 2nd. What's the difference between fake currency and counterfeit currency? Uh, I do not know. Don't I, don't, know. I don't either. I think it's the same thing, I would assume. But Seems pretty no. similar. Yeah. Uh, how um, how often do you look at money? I, if, it's, if it's a new bill, I'll check yeah, it out. Yeah, that's the only thing. It's very crisp. Yeah. It feels yeah. a little bit different Maybe. than I might... But listen, I haven't really been handling cash in a I while. I know. It's, it's since pandemic. A long time. I They're really, I really just started going almost exclusively card. I very rarely, I used to, every single day I would walk into the house, I would throw change into my change jar. I did the other day. It was a rare occasion, probably been months Hit since I've even the... done that. <laughs> yeah. I had the same yeah. cash in my pocket for a couple of months. Yeah. Wow. Right? Yeah. Very little, well, very little use. And they're, yeah. they're, I mean, they're they're essentially forcing us to because a lot of places are saying yeah. no cash, you yeah. know? So yeah. so you have to have a credit card or some other way to pay. And yet others are asking that you, if you have cash, use it to recirculate it back into their into, system. Yeah. 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 It depends yeah. on but, what business you are. But before that, um, yeah, I mean, I would, it, like a new bill that would make me go take a, a quick look at it or when they were starting to issue new designs. And yeah, yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. I would take right. a look, but I, I really don't anymore. When it's crisp like that too and new, I'm always like, wow, this looks fake. Like, I would never think that I would actually right. have a fake bill in my, yeah. you know, my Is pocket. Joey Lawrence on a 20? <laughs> <laughs> Officials say counterfeiting money is a lucrative business and is often used to finance illegal activities, including financial fraud, narcotic smuggling, terrorism, and attacks against our nation's financial system. That's originally why the Secret Service was created, for mm. uh, to fight counterfeit. Yeah. The mother of a six-year-old who brought a gun to his Virginia school and shot his teacher earlier this year was charged Monday with federal gun crimes. 25-year-old Deja Taylor was charged with two counts in U.S. court in the Eastern District of Virginia, an unlawful user of a controlled substance in possession of a firearm and making a false statement during the purchase of a firearm. She was previously indicted in April by a Newport News grand jury on charges of felony child neglect and a misdemeanor count of, reckless leave, of recklessly leaving a loaded firearm so as to endanger a child. Taylor apologized to the teacher and said that she was res- she was responsible for her son's access to the handgun, though she uh, maintains she's not clear exactly how he obtained it. A trial is scheduled for August 15th. The Ocean City Boardwalk is a shared space between bikes and pedestrians, but some vacationers say they have concerns about e-bikes. Mayor Jay Gillian says a ban on e-bikes will be proposed to City Council this Thursday. I will be recommending an ordinance that will ban e-bikes from riding on the boardwalk. 
Gillian said during a press conference last week. That's what they're concerned with. They're saying yeah. they're going too fast. They're they go zipping fast. by. Yeah. I had to imagine that was it. Yeah, otherwise, they're, they're basically just a bike. Some yeah. business owners uh, said that they noticed people riding e-bikes too fast, zipping down the boardwalk. And, of course, there are others who say that they don't see a problem if the rules are followed. The manager of Ocean City Bicycle Center says there's too much liability issues, so she's no longer renting out her e-bike. Do you see them booking along down yeah. there? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're down um, there. That's why I think I want to get one so I can book along. Yeah, uh, yeah. there's a lot of them down there. Sure, I don't see, it's see not them on the, on board the boardwalk a lot. Yeah. Uh, see, no, yeah. like places like Ocean City, Seattle, where, where I go, um, a lot of people exercise on the boardwalk. Right, so right. Uh, there's a lot of bike riders up there. Um, and you can only, you, you can usually only ride until about noon, something like that. Okay, but, that's what I was going to ask. Same thing. Yeah, yeah in Wildwood. I yeah, think it's so 11 with, or noon. With these e-bikes, though, you know, it's it's a whole different thing because they are, I mean, they've got a little, you know. Zip. A little yeah. zip to yeah. them. I mean, so people here, are going a little too fast. As a cyclist and somebody who zips, uh, I don't go on the boardwalk if I want to zip. You know what I mean? So, on the street. Right. Yeah, he's going to the street, yeah. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Yeah, even when it cruise, you mm-hmm. can go on the on the boardwalk. Yeah. yeah. Starting on June 15th, seasonal bike rules go into effect, which allow bicyclists on the boardwalk only from 5 a.m. until 12 p.m. daily. In sports this morning. The Phillies beat the Detroit Tigers 8-3 last night at the ballpark. Aaron Nola took a no-hitter into the seventh inning. Trey Turner homered twice for the first time with the Phillies and had four total hits to help lead the team to its third straight win. The series continues tonight. Taiwan Walker will get the start with the first pitch scheduled scheduled for 640. At the Stanley Cup Finals, the Golden Knights beat the Florida Panthers 7-2 in last night's Game 2 in Las Vegas. The Golden Knights have outscored the Panthers by eight goals, including last night's win, which puts the Knights two wins from the first championship in the franchise's six-year history. Wow, yeah, I'm just excited for them because it's been so long since they've won an NHL Stanley Cup. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, very excited. Teams that took a 2-0 series lead in the Stanley Cup Finals are 31-3 in the expansion era, but the Panthers opened the playoffs by coming back from 3-1 down to beat the Boston Bruins. Game 3 is in South Florida on Thursday night at 8 o'clock, and the NBA Finals continue tomorrow night with Game 3 in Miami. The series between the Denver Nuggets and the Heat is tied at 1. Tip-off tomorrow night is scheduled for 8.30, and that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you so much, Kathy. And, uh, yeah, we're two days into the work week. A couple magic things happen on Tuesday. One of them is... Your chance to win a Preston Steve theme tattoo. Uh, tattoo Day, yes. $350 gift certificate from Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. And that is enabled now, so you can text the word tattoo to 39333. And we'll have your chance to win. Also a cool thing, we have a concert announcement today. Yes. Uh, this is a juicy one, so we will get to that around between 745 and 8 or 805. Somewhere around that time. We'll Radio time. You know. It's Preston and Steve time. Yeah. Uh, and we also have a couple of guests on our show today. Uh, actress Patricia Heaton. Been a few years since we've spoken to her. Yeah. And she's got an independent film called Mending the Line. We will talk to her. And uh, from NBC Sports Philadelphia, Taryn Hatcher is stopping by cool. today. And uh, it's an interesting little thing how... <laughs> Uh, she had mentioned us in social media. We'll talk about that a little bit later on when she gets in here. Uh, besides that, we have to get a Coles teacher. It's time oh. to acknowledge another one. 
And yesterday, we had uh, chosen randomly Norristown Area High School to do all the voting. Yes. And they sure did. And we now have someone that we can announce and name as a coolest teacher of Norristown Area High School. And we would like to congratulate Ms. Maria Russo. How about this? Ms. Russo is an algebra teacher and managed to get the coolest teacher. I love when... That's tough. Yeah, you get these kind of not so fun, you know, subjects, and the teacher wins. That says a whole lot. It's a superstar level, Preston. Yep, so we are happy for Maria Russo. If you know Ms. Russo, make sure you get in touch with her and tell her that we have a prize for her. It is the coolest teacher of the year coffee mug, a little... Memento from the students and also a $50 gift card from our friends at Five Below. And now we get to choose another school. And by the way, tell Ms. Russo to give us a call if uh, if she wants to say hello. All right, my turn. Reaching into the jar. Got a name. And the school that we now ask for to, we ask to vote for coolest teacher is the Baldwin School. Baldwin School in Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania. All right, Baldwin School, this is all you got to do. It's real, real simple. Text the word teacher to 39333. The voting link comes back to you. You fill that out, and then we'll find out tomorrow morning. We'll give you about 24 hours to choose. Uh, If you go to school there, if you work there, whatever, just let them know in the front office that uh, they have indeed been chosen and put the word out. It's interesting to me because we had two men's schools, right? We did uh, Sally down in... um a Delaware, and, and I'm trying to remember the other one, maybe Roman Catholic. Right. Uh, and now we have uh, an all-girls school in Baldwin, which has always reminded me of Hogwarts every time I've driven Oh, it's such a cool it. school. Yeah, yeah. My uh, best friend and uh, his wife taught there and lived there. They can live there. The teachers oh, live yeah, there. Oh, yeah, they wow. live there. In fact, this building that we're looking at, that's where they live. That's the Hogwarts part It of was it. awesome. Yeah, yeah it yeah. looks really cool. And that is right on Lancaster Avenue, yes. isn't it? Uh, mm-hmm. Montgomery. Montgomery, Montgomery yeah. Avenue, yeah. yeah. I've uh, driven by that several times. I, I was actually driving by there just last week. It's right on the way to Vertex. I make a left and I'm right down there. And it's, it's a beautiful that area's building. Gorgeous. Oh, I know that whole area is yeah. Gorgeous. Stunning. Yeah. All right, so let's put it out there. The Baldwin School. Text the word teacher to 39333. And uh, we'll get that voting link out to you. Uh, Outside of that, we got our other things to get to. Uh, Standard procedure. We're going to do a stupid question and the entertainment report when we return. So hang out. We won't be gone long. We'll get that for you next on your way into work this morning. Hang out. It's a scientific fact. People like free shoes. And at WMMR.com, you can find out how to score yourself some of that, like concert tickets, autographed gear, and even cash. Become an MMR VIP to get extra chances to enter online at WMMR.com. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. 
Window Nation. You feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double-hung sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Look at this. Our coolest teacher is on the line. I love it. Word has gotten out to her, and she is at Norristown Area High School, and we would like to welcome this morning for a quick conversation, uh, Maria Russo. Good morning, Maria. Good morning. Hey, congratulations. You're the coolest teacher. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) though, because I am pretty cool. I, you knew you were cool. <laughs> I actually, we got a text as soon as we made your, the announcement, and it says, Ms. Russo is awesome. She really loves her students and makes learning fun. Great choice. Aww. And that is the key to it right there. If you can make learning fun. Especially her subject. Yeah, algebra. You've, uh, you've definitely won. How do you go about doing that, Maria? Well, I teach, this year I teach Algebra 2 and Pre-Calc. I mean, really, the job is kind of done for me. Math is cool. Yeah, well, of course. <laughs> Even Fonzie said that um, just before he got his library card. Well, it, listen, it's it's also been, and I got to give you, uh, like, all the credit in the world, Miss Russo, because I, I feel like math is that one subject where, this is going to sound like a backhanded compliment, where the teacher really, really, really matters, right? Like, you know, like, I, I think some yeah. teachers, like, English, like, you know, some of these where, where uh, you know, it's there's not a whole lot of... You can get lost quickly. You can wing you can. it. You can. Yeah. Well, you can fake that's it. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, English teachers, they just have to pick the right book. That's yeah. Right. Those freeloaders. Maria, you might not be cool when you get into work <laughs> among the teachers after that comment. English teachers, you guys are great. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it is, you know, and yeah, Casey's right. If, it, 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 you, have, if you, you have to have someone to show you the steps and remind you the formulas and all that stuff because it can well, be that's overwhelming. The thing. Like, a lot of kids come into my room and they either like math or they hate math. Mm-hmm. My job really is to just make them see that they can do it. They just need me to show, like you said, show them the steps that this is not impossible Mm -hmm. and try to let them have a little fun while we're doing it. Listen, we were talking, we had a conversation about the real world applications. You've got to know some math. I know a lot of people think, okay, I've got something that can do the uh, equations for me right here on the computer, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, yeah, but you got to, you have to know some of it to get by in life, some basic stuff. Yep. So that I can really I can use that in my algebra classes because we do use a lot of algebra in real life. Most yeah. people just don't know it. But in pre-calc, when I have those kids, and they're always super respectful, but they're like, "When am I ever going to use this?" I'm like, "Yeah, you're probably not. <laughs> not going to lie to you. Right. I'm not going to use pre-calc in real life. But algebra, you need algebra. Yes. But there but there are some cool movies that involve math. So what's your favorite math movie, Maria? Oh man, uh, this I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I really like 21 when the kids go to the yeah. casino. Yeah. Yes, kidding. That's that was it based on a true story. Yeah. All right. Uh, how long have you been at uh, Norristown, by the way? Uh, I've been. This is my 17th year teaching, but only seven at Norristown. Wow. All right. Excellent. And where are you from originally, Maria? Well, I'm originally from Norristown. I taught um, at Coatesville High School for 10 years before I came to Norristown. Um, 
I've, you've actually had a couple of your coolest teachers over the years have been friends of mine through various schools, and I've oh. been like, I have to win this because I am way cooler than <laughs> Very yeah, much yeah. so. And so it's one, one big pack of cool teachers. Yeah, what we need to do is we got to get you and all your other friends with their coffee mugs together and a picture of you guys, you know, oh, toasting each other in the morning. Great. Well, if you can do a video of you walking down the hall pushing the other teachers out of the way, that'd be really kind of cool. Oh, Consider that done. <laughs> I, will right. send, I will have our uh, TV production students working on that right now. Until I get the mug, I guess. All right. <laughs> well, we'll get it out to you as soon as we can. Uh, what is, uh, what's your plan for the summer, Maria? Uh, well, a lot of your winners, <clears throat> sorry, have, uh, oh my goodness, how embarrassing. You're so emotional. Uh, you understand. Have, I'm all choked up. <laughs> seem to have really cool plans, like they're going to Europe or something. I'm not. I'm going to New Jersey. Oh, awesome. <laughs> They've got going to New Jersey this summer. A lot of beach property yeah. there. And I have two kids, so really my life revolves around what they want to do. All right. Excellent. All right. Well, listen, Maria, you obviously deserve this, and uh, the kids have said so. So we are going to give you the coveted Preston and Steve Coolest Teacher of Their Coffee Mug, and you get a $50 gift card to Five Below. So we will take good care of you, all right? Fabulous. Thank you so much, guys. You got it. Congratulations, Maria. Norristown Area High School right there. And the next school that's up, we randomly choose these. We can't choose them all. I wish we could. Up at the Baldwin School in Bryn Mawr. All right, so you guys get to vote now. Text word TEACHER to 39333. We'll send you the voting link. And maybe your favorite teacher will be joining us on the air tomorrow morning. All right, speaking of teachers and schools, I have a collegiate question for you or a university question for Stupid Question And we're going to give away a $50 Metro Diner dining card. The question is, what is the oldest university in England? The oldest university in England. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know that, all right? What is the oldest university in England? 215-263-WMMR. I'm going to go through some birthdays while we await your answer. And I believe this is uh, an English gentleman who celebrates his birthday on the 6th day of June. Jason Isaacs. I love that guy. He's great. He was uh, uh, Malfoy, uh, Lucius Malfoy. Yes, yes the, the father, Draco's father. Yeah. Uh, in uh, the Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the porn version, Preston. Uh-huh. It would be, wouldn't it? Prophelia, <laughs> Harry <laughs> Potter. Mr. Potter, piss on me. <laughs> Excuse me. I heard it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Golden Chow. Oh my uh, God! No, uh, the uh, they just got oh. me. I, in fact, I'd be surprised if there wasn't a Harry Potty. It's got to be. Yeah, uh, but Jason Isaacs, uh, who has been in that and loads of other things, The Patriot. He he plays a, a pretty good uh, villain, nasty character. Yeah, he's excellent in uh, that. But he he can pull off a lot of dialects. He can change uh, the way he speaks at, at the drop of a hat. You made me think though. He's he reminds me of. Um the the actor who's lost no word on uh, yes who was uh, in uh, uh, the the guy was in Oxford Blues uh, Roberto San, wait, Sands um, yeah I was singing about him the other day because I actually have a mountaineering story coming up uh, in uh, the Bizarre File I always think of these two in the same vein yeah but he's he's still missing still missing he's, uh, I presume dead obviously <laughs> so all right other people celebrating birthdays today Robert England Freddy Krueger. Is 76 years old today. Great guy. We've had him in the studio a couple times. Yep. Works the convention circuit. And pops up in Stranger Things. Uh, yes. The, the last season, which was so cool to see him in. And it was perfect for him. It was a, an homage to Freddy Krueger. Yep. And he turns uh, 76 years old today. So happy birthday to Robert England. Uh, it's also Paul Giamatti's birthday. Oh, I am not drinking any f***ing <laughs> 
You know what? Okay. And I yeah. know I've, I've said this before. So, yeah. you know, that line from the movie Sideways, which is a brilliant film, uh, kind of killed Merlot as, as a wine. Right. But what people don't understand, and I read, that it actually has nothing to do with the fact that the guy doesn't like the taste of Merlot as a wine. And in fact, in that one scene near the end, when he had saved that cherished bottle that he talks about, the right. really expensive, precious bottle of wine, mm-hmm. and at the end he's drinking it out of a, of a styrofoam cup, apparently that is a Merlot blend. Uh-huh. And it had to do with the connection of he and his ex-wife. So it was the memories attached yeah, to the it. Memories. It was nothing he, about the taste it itself. It had something to do with his ex-wife, which is just torturing him in yeah. this movie. And that he wants nothing to do with that. That's what I'd read, and that seems to make more sense yeah. to me. And you know what? I actually fell victim to that very thing. Like, I actually didn't drink a whole lot of Merlot Because you that. felt it was a trashy wine because the wine snob didn't want to drink it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. By the way, have you heard Caliendo's impression? Excellent. His Paul Giamatti impression? Excellent. It is so <laughs> spot on. It's incredible. Uh, but he's an amazing actor. Big vomit too in a yeah, private yeah, parts. Yeah. He's excellent. And uh, he was uh, Nick. What was that? John Adams. John Adams. Yeah, I got to meet him. Uh, he's he's been in so many great things. He is uh, fifty six today. Uh, Cameron Britton. Okay, so this actor uh, was in um, Mind Hunter. If you saw oh, that series, he yeah. played Ed Kemper. Loved it. Um, <laughs> It was just terrifying. Yes, but strangely likable. I know. It was weird. Yes. This, this, you know, a serial awful murder. Yep. Murderer, but he's a likable character. He's uh, the one, well, he's he's playing, a, and it's it's true, the guy life. is a genius. Yep. Uh, like a Mensa level genius, and he was charismatic. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, in Umbrella Academy, he plays another horrible person, but you kind of like him anyway. And recently he was in A Man Called Otto, and I think a bunch of us have seen that here. I'm not yet. He's the neighbor that kind of does the, he, the the walking outside. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a real yeah. big guy, and he's a real goofball. Uh, so he's great. He's, he's in a, uh, Harry Potter, Harry Potty 2, Preston. Oh. Back I, to the toilet. I did not know that. He is 37 today. Wait, and I re- I liked Otto. I, you guys were talking about it prior to me watching it. Um, did somebody not like it? Casey, Casey didn't make oh, it through. You didn't I, like so it. So I stopped watching, but, but now I can't watch it because... A friend of mine told me how it ended. And we can like, still watch it. Well, so what? You can still watch it. Yeah. I thought it was really good. I like it. Casey didn't like it because Tom Hanks' character is a real curmudgeon, a real pain in the ass. Uh, and he didn't get past finding out why. Yeah, you got to find out. You got to find out why. Uh, no, they indicated pretty early on. Like what, what, but I guess there's another layer to there it. There is. Yeah. Okay. Very so much here's so. what you do. Wait yeah. five years. Okay. And then completely forget <laughs> what, you, what you've seen. Yeah. Come back to it five years from now, and you'll probably enjoy it. I've done that. I, I've I've had yeah. to leave the maelstrom of a movie if people are either responding overwhelmingly right. positively right. to it or right. bad. I got to clear the palate yes. and then come back and yeah. take it on my own terms. I mean, Tom Hanks was was great, but those characters, including this guy, like the surrounding characters, were awesome. I love the 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 neighbor gal that he yeah. prefers. Yeah. She's so great. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good movie. Uh, a couple other quick ones: uh, Sonia Walger. Uh, played Penny on Lost. Oh. Remember her? Yeah, remember uh, Penny's no, boat. Who was Penny? Yep, she's oh. forty nine. She was Desmond's yes uh, wife or girlfriend yeah. or love interest. She yeah. is the one who urinates on me <laughs> in Harry Potter. Of course, Snape would be the one hung up on <laughs> the whole pee thing. Uh, and then last birthday is Stacy Keenan, who was on the show Step by Step. Oh, she was also my two dads. Okay, yes. Uh, she is uh, 48 years old. I miss crappy theme songs like this. I know. Yeah. 
They did really kind of yeah. make it endearing. This is nothing compared to the Mike Your Dad's theme song. Oh, another great one. Yeah. And there's a member of the family celebrating a birthday today, too. Brent Porsche. Brent Porsche! Oh! Harry Brent Porsche. <laughs> He is uh, I'm out, man. We went and uh, hung out with him after Keenan's. Yeah, uh, after the live broadcast, had a blast. That guy's so much fun. He's terrific. Love Brent Porsche. Happy birthday to you, Brent. He's off all week, I think. Uh, let's see if we can get an answer to super question this morning. What's the oldest university in England? That's what we're looking for, and we are going to go to Dan. See if we can get the answer. Hey, Dan. Good morning. Good morning. Sorry to bother you guys. Now we need to know the answer. The oldest university in England, please. Would it be Oxford? It would. And I even said the word Oxford beforehand. You did. Oxford Blues. All right, hang on, Dan. We're going to give you a $50 Metro Diner dining card. And burger connoisseurs take a bite out of the Metro Diners. New burger lineup, a trio of 100% Angus burgers featuring a barbecue bacon burger, a black and blue burger, and a pimento cheeseburger. Mm, you. Available now through July 4th. You can visit MetroDiner.com to get all of the information. Yes, Case. Uh, last birthday, the Stacey Keenan girl from uh, Step by Step. Yeah. You guys? She's from Devon. What? Really? Devon, PA? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> all right. Well, happy birthday, Stacey. All right, so we'll start with this interesting comment from Drew Barrymore. She opened up about the complicated relationship that she has with her mother, Jade Barrymore, in a profile published by Vulture on Monday. And the actress said that she, quote, cannot wait until her mom is gone. <gasps> oh, there was someone else had, it was um, one of the, the uh, actresses from a, from a, a kid's show. Uh, yes. And she had a book, um, uh, something like, I, I can't wait to you die, Mom. So, uh, you, you know what I'm talking about, right? I do. Oh, I, and I, remember I, that? I remember that story. I just don't remember who it is, Steve. But Similar I do sentiment. remember that. She was speaking about her neighbors in New York City, and uh, she told the outlet, all their moms are gone, and my mom's not. And I'm like, well, I don't have that luxury, wow. uh, but I cannot wait. I don't want to live in a state where I wish someone to be gone sooner than they're meant to be wow. so I can grow. Now, she says live in a state, meaning the state of New York or living in a presence, in a, you know, an existence. I'm not really sure. Uh, it was Jeanette she- McCurdy, by the way, who was the uh, Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. From uh, um, Miranda Car- Cosgrove's show. Uh, uh, right. Not, not my Carly. Yeah, I Carly. Is, is it I yeah. Okay. Okay. It was, I'm glad my mom died. That was the name of the memoir. Oh, my wow. God. Jeez. Um, does Drew Bear? so is Drew Barrymore saying she she does have somewhat of a relationship with her mother? I or can't know? quite tell. She says, she goes on to say, I actually want her to be happy and thrive and be healthy, uh, but in a dead way. But I have to effing grow in spite of her being on this planet. Uh, her she, mother is the one who facilitated all her addictions, all of that that's stuff. What she, yeah. yeah. So she later clarified her previous statement saying, I dared to say it and I didn't feel good. I do care. I'll never not care. I don't know if I've ever known how to fully guard, close off, not feel, build up, the build the wall up. You got, when you're going to tell your mother that, you got to make sure it's a nice brunch or something. Right. You plan for it. But listen, her mom was horrible to her. Yes. You know, and she was a, she uh, was and, a party and, girl. And maybe continues to be some kind of a nagging pain. And, you know, when she's gone, it will be a yeah. relief. Uh, you know, it, it, it happens. And maybe it stems from all of the stuff from when she was sure. a child. And that still up. lives with her. Yeah, probably. E.T. should have interceded. Yeah. I'll take care of this. <laughs> He could have done something with his finger. Absolutely. Oh, my God. You've never been blasted like this. Wow. 
Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger got candid about his ex-wife Maria Shriver and how she came to find out about his affair with their longtime <laughs> housekeeper Mildred Bena in the new Netflix docu-series titled Arnold. Is it out yet? I, I was looking for it. I didn't see it. I don't know. Because I do want to see this because apparently this segment where he talks about, you know, nailing the housekeeper yep. uh, is pretty candid. Of course, he secretly fathered a son, Joseph Bena, with Mildred. <laughs> he said, Maria and I went to counseling once a week. And in one of those sessions, the counselor said, I think today Maria wants to be very specific about something. She wants to know if you are the father of Joseph. very sensitive. And he said, I was like, I thought my heart stopped. Wow. Then I told the truth. Yes, Maria, Joseph is my son. He remembers saying to her. When it comes to 19 years, (laughs) Maria, I am the father. (laughs) Steve, it's out this week. Okay. June, June 7th. Yeah. So, uh, he said she was crushed because of that. I had an affair in 96. In the beginning, I really didn't know. Uh, I just started feeling uh, the older he got, the more it became clear to me. And then it was really just a matter of how do you keep this quiet. You're a fine-looking boy. Yes, thank you very much. I know, right? <laughs> There's something about you. You look very, very masculine. I know, I know. <laughs> what is it about you? I can't put my finger on it. You know, sometimes, though, that works. Like, just ask. There's, you know, my grandfather, who the race car driver, he's yeah. um, he's gone now. But uh, there's a woman, apparently, that lived in their neighborhood. And uh, they think that it's my, my uh, uncle thinks that it's their sister. Mm. And wow. I'm like, just a- has anybody asked her? They're like, no. Oh, no. I'm like, well, somebody just ask. Maybe, oh, maybe they'll give you the answer. They kind of don't want to find out. Can they ask you yeah. something? Well, I no. think they don't ask because their mother is still alive. Uh, so the FUBAR actor added that he is reluctant talking about it because it, every time he says, I, every time I do, it opens up the wounds again. He said, I, I think that I've caused enough pain for my family because of my F up. It was also dramatically lazy. I mean, here's Arnold Schwarzenegger wouldn't leave his own home to have an affair. Some call it lazy. Others call it convenient. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, I'm a busy man. He said everyone had to suffer. Maria had to suffer. The kids had to suffer. Joseph, his mother, everyone. Well, and also, Steve, this is the one that's been acknowledged. Let's not pretend like this is the only affair. Good point. I bet you even banged Predator. Mm. (laughs) It's got that mouth. Oh, no. no, I'll just eat your lobster he's a catch him a scrotum. There's got to be a softer hole on that thing. Oh, I don't know. Are you sure? I don't know. How do you know they're built? Well, you have a butt, don't you? <laughs> yes. Where do you poop out of? I'm sure his butt doesn't have teeth. You, I wouldn't be so sure. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't yeah. know. I don't know, dude. Where did you put that hell, that hoagie? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he had those dread things. Who knows what else he had yeah. going on? Oh, my God. He had, you know. <laughs> Did he, did he have long, uh, like, fingernails, yeah, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, dude, there's pointed stuff in every I mean, hole. Don't tell me thing. that his ass got away without having yeah. something sharp. Yeah. All right, so Bam Margera, T- uh, Margera uh, TMZ reported that he was placed on a 5150 psychiatric oh gosh, hold on Sunday yeah. after he was found acting erratically and slurring his speech at Trejo Tacos. Danny Trejo's place? Danny's yeah. Trejo's joint. I yeah. really want to try. There's one at the Man Center. I'm going to try that this summer. All right. Okay. Back to you, President. This just in. I don't Margera's story in the 5150 as he's threatening suicide. Casey would like to try the food at the Danny Trejo's uh, To be honest with you, this is so tired. Like, I'm really glad that he's getting help, but, like... You're me, hungry! Yeah. Trejo Tacos <laughs> is more interesting <laughs> to me so than great. this nonsense. 
Uh, has he been on a psychiatric hole before? Yes. Do we know? Yeah. So, yeah. so with the police? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right, because I... the scene of that mass murder, which, by the way, there's a shake shack right across the street. <laughs> <laughs> Which is tremendous. You ever get a chance to visit it? Uh, I was just curious because I know someone whom that happened to, and that is what straightened their ass out. Uh, so um, if it's if it's if he's been in, under this before, then maybe it won't work. But uh, so yes, he was slurring his speech and acting erratically. So they took him in, and of course, he had said, you know, he's going to be smoking crack with the bums down on the boardwalk until I'm dead if he wasn't able to see his son Phoenix. Uh, a psychiatric evaluation team decided to place him on involuntary three-day hold. Mm-hmm. And this comes after uh, Jess had uh, took to Twitter to ask if anyone in Los Angeles knew of his whereabouts. I so. think it's going to take something longer than that to really turn him around, it's, if it's possible. Daniel, we say it all the time, and yeah. Casey says it too. Like, it's him. It's yeah. He's got to make the decision, yes. and unfortunately, he has not done that yet. Nope. There's a lot know. of blame, but no introspection. Yep. All right, Entertainment Tonight reports that uh, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry's daughter, Lilibet, Lilibet, celebrated her second birthday on Sunday. However, unlike last year, no members of the royal family shared birthday wishes for Lilibet on their social media platforms or through a statement. I so, say, Lilibet, come here. Do you think Predator has sharp things in its rectum? <laughs> we were wondering, your mommy and I. Wait, who's Lilibet again? <laughs> Whose kids? Uh, that is uh, Megan and Harry. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah, so. We were watching the film Predator, and we were wondering, do you think his anus has anything like those lobster teeth? <laughs> <laughs> lobster teeth. <laughs> it's mandible, yeah. if you will. So, some are chalking this whole snub up to the family feud, but a royal source told the outlet... The TV it- show? It has never been protocol to share formal birthday wishes for non-working members of the royal family or their children on the official channels. Any such birthday wishes would be shared privately. 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 If you will. With privacy. Yes. We shall send you something from Things Remembered. I uh, mean, it is A getting, keychain with a little bit's picture. It is getting a little annoying. Like, you've decided to not be a part of this. Yeah. So then, uh, not that... You got what you want. Yeah, so... Shut up. It's still family, though. No, and they're sure, not... No one's complaining. Shut up, woman. No one is complaining. This is just being reported, so... You're complaining. It's... The, re- <laughs> the reporter's complaining. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you're going to love this next oh, story. No. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. no! Multiple celebrities were photographed walking around town with their pets over the weekend. Oh My God. We go out to the town where the celebrities are freely walking about with their pets. Yes. What? Yes. So There's Mickey Rourke with a Shih Tzu. Uh, Just Jared reports that Mamma Mia star Dominic Cooper... And crazy rich Asians actress uh, Gemma Chan were spotted taking their cat, Mr. Kitty, out on a walk. Big dogs running. Big dogs out. In London. Wow. Uh, Cooper carried the black cat in a backpack made for carrying cats around. Wow. Meanwhile. That's incredible. Page Six reports that Demi Moore carried her dog, Pilaf, which, by the way, is a great name, uh, around in a sling on her chest. Oh, my God. And Moore's daughter, Rumor, carried her newborn baby, Luetta, around in a similar way. Man, oh, man. that's that is... Were they together? 
Um, I, you know what? It doesn't say in the report, Kathy. Wow, that's it. Looks like report. yes, we have oh, picture. Yeah. We, have, we have photographic uh, verification of that. Yes, the last they story together. That cat carrier thing you were mentioning was not worn behind him; it was in front of him. And did friend. you see like the little? There was like a little bubble so the cat could see out. Yeah, my yeah. cat will. Any no. one of my cats would claw through my chest to get out of that. See if we, Jace, like was begging me for a cat leash, and I was like, sure, fine, fine, we'll, we'll get the cat yeah. leash. No. I'll let him have fun with that. Yeah, I'm like, go yeah. ahead. He's like, can I put it on him? I'm like, yeah, sure. Yeah. I think he's yet to actually get it on the cat. Right. <laughs> and then he'll, then the cat will get it off. Oh, right. Immediately. And take yeah. off. As yeah. it runs up his inner yeah. thigh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In 10 yep. seconds. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is a great story. Taylor Swift was performing uh, in Chicago and accidentally swallowed a bug while she was oh, on stage. No. Uh, we have audio of this, I believe. Yes. Yeah, yeah this is her. It's funny because she just kind of turns and and uh, chokes a little bit, and then she says, I "Swallowed a bug." <laughs> so here we go. I swallowed a bug. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Is there any chance that none of you saw that? Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's all. It's. I've swallowed it. <laughs> Kathy was she's a praying mantis. So I'm just going to try not to do as, as many of those. Um, this is going to happen again tonight. There's so many bugs. There's thousands of them. Um, anyway, this has been fun. Um, <laughs> and then she said... She said it was delicious, by the way, in one of the clips. <laughs> I gotta um, imagine any performer who plays outdoor games oh, regularly has yeah. swallowed their share of bugs. Absolutely. I mean, especially because they'll be holding their mouth open for yeah. a while yeah. at some point. And there's gotta be video of somebody, like, in mid. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> that had to have happened in the history of live musical performances at I, one time or yeah. another. Uh, yeah, of course. So, uh, yeah, and somebody had uh, tweeted out, welcome to the Midwest uh, <laughs> at her after that particular incident. So she's okay, though. Kevin Costner is investing more than just his time in his latest film project. In a re- recent interview with Deadline, Costner admitted to taking out a mortgage on a rather sizable property in order to fund a portion of his upcoming project called Horizon and American Saga. Oh, about the uh, the, the the home repair service, the plumbing. Uh, the, no, the not Horizon Services. No, oh, it's, oh. it's different because we can uh, have roles then. Uh, Costner said, "I've mortgaged ten acres on the water in Santa Barbara, where I was going to build my last house." Uh, But I did it without a thought. It had thrown my accountant into an effing conniption fit. But it's my life, and I believe in the idea and the story. The rumor is it was like a $50 million mortgage. Yeah. So the story takes place during the expansion of the American West, both before and after the Civil War. While it seems like a major risk for Costner to fund the project himself, it isn't the first time he's done so in the past. He's put up his own money to fund uh, Dances with Wolves. Yeah. So he did that. Also, The Postman. Which I like. I did, too, in 1997 in black and white in 2014. So this is, they say this is Bull Durham meets Waterworld, Preston. Okay. Yeah. Uh, out of the three project, Dances with Wolves was the most critically acclaimed, earning uh, Costner two Academy Awards for Best Director and Best Picture, as well as a nomination for Best Actor in a Leading Role. Is he your uh, current heartthrob, Kathy? Kevin Costner? Uh, I mean, yeah, I love him on the show. All right. Uh, he said, I put all my money into this thing, and I actually asked three other directors to direct it before me, and they had kind of very pronounced ideas about what they wouldn't leave in the movie. Uh, they're very well-known directors. I finally uh, I finally directed it by default, but what I knew is I wasn't going to 
uh, be as good as any. Oh, he's talking about Dances with Wolves in this. He said, I knew I wasn't going to be as good as any of those directors, but I wasn't going to leave anything out. Didn't he win the Oscar for Best Directing? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, this wasn't the last time Costner would have trouble finding someone who shares his passion about a per- particular project as finding someone to make Horizon prove to be just as difficult. So that's why he decided to jump in and use his own money to fund this whole thing. You know, it's a guilty pleasure, The Bodyguard. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen it in a long yeah, time, it, but it, I remember it, it being a good movie. It's a, it's a yeah, I it, like it. I like Waterworld. Water. I do too. Yeah, I, <laughs> Dennis I Hopper, hate man. It. I know the dude from Easy Rider playing the villain with the shaved head. It's it's hilarious. Kind of overacting, but yeah. uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, by the way, he's been trying to get this movie since ni- made since 1988. Mm. So it's called Horizon: An American Saga. So we shall see what comes of that. Uh, a couple of celebrity deaths. People I'm not familiar with, Steve, I'm sure you'll know Barry Newman. Yes. Uh, he was in Vanishing Point. Yeah. Uh, um, he died on May 11th. He was 92 years old. Television actor, did some film work. Yeah. He was in uh, other titles such as uh, The Lawyer, Daylight, The Limey, and 40 Days and 40 Nights. He also appeared on uh, TV shows such as uh, Petrocelli, L.A. Law. Petrocelli. Murder- Murder, She Wrote, uh, The Fall Guy, and The O.C. in 2009. He had cancer. He had vocal cord cancer. Ooh. Yeah, that's terrible. Uh, also, Bling Empire star Anna Shea yeah. died unexpectedly to a stroke at the age of 62. I'm um, not familiar with her or Bling Empire. Is that a reality um, show? I, yeah. don't, I don't know. Okay. Uh, her family said, it saddens our hearts to announce that Anna Shea, a loving mother, grandmother, charismatic star, and our biggest ray of sunshine has passed away at the early age of 62 from a stroke. So Yeah, it was a, a show about um, jewelry and diamonds. Okay. Reality show. Diamonds, diamonds, diamonds. She's dead. Uh, let's see. Architectural Digest reports that due to the set construction in the upcoming Barbie film, the paint company, Roscoe, experienced a shortage of pink paint. Yeah. Like global, right? Um, they're, they're like, uh, they they were getting, re- they get re- requests for paint from around the world and mm-hmm. they couldn't meet those orders. I read the, uh, I read that they said the the world was on a, uh, pink shortage, but I'm, I'm not sure. So the production designer, Sarah Greenwood shared that they got as much pink paint from Roscoe as they could. Uh, she said the world ran out of pink. So it's what she said. I don't mm-hmm. know if that literally means a worldwide, uh, yeah. uh, you know, they used a shortage. Yeah. Uh, but in uh, response to this, Lauren Proud, VP of Global Marketing at Roscoe, told the Los Angeles Times they did clean us out on paint. So you'll see loads of pink in that movie. Are you a fan of the color pink? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I think it can look good now and then. They're obviously going for a really bright pink for Barbie. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm on the hunt for uh, pink Adidas pants. Ooh. Yeah. Pink so, Adidas pants? Yeah. All right. yep. Yeah. Yeah. My son Carter wore the most badass pair of pink uh, bell-bottom jeans huge. I've ever seen. They are huge. And I don't know where the hell he got those Those from. are like Big Ben bell-bottoms. Yep. Yep. Yeah. They're pretty impressive. All right, one last story. The Sanderson sisters will be returning to cause more wicked chaos with Hocus Pocus 3, 30 years after the original movie was released. Uh, Disney Plus is developing another sequel to the film starring Bette Midler, Kathy Najimy, and Sarah Jessica Parker. Uh, it's no surprise that a sequel is being developed as Hocus Pocus 2 was a hit for the streamer, setting a record with 2.7 billion minutes of watching. So you were a fan of the first one, right, Kathy? Hocus Pocus? Are you, is that, was it you? No, that, no, it's that wasn't. It's big in my household. Okay, okay you, Casey. Yeah, so did I'm you watch not. the second? And if so, what would you think? I didn't watch. I, I, I barely watched the first one. But oh. my, uh, my wife and daughter... 
I don't know if both my daughters. I, I just know my wife is like, um, and so when the t- second one came out, but I don't know what. Um, I don't know if she liked it or not. Okay, to, to be honest with you, I couldn't believe the like hype over yeah. it all when it's it, huge. It was huge. Uh, it was first released in 1993, although it was not a box office hit. Over the years, the film would achieve cult status with airings of the movie on Disney Channel and ABC Family. Uh, sequel to the family cult film was finally greenlit, and Hocus Pocus 2 was released in 2022, so they're definitely making a third. All right, uh, clips. Let's do those. The second season of Cruel Summer is back with another season of The Mystery and Love Triangles, and in this clip, Sadie Stanley talks about the chemistry amongst her co-workers. Me and Lexi talks a lot to to the showrunner, Elle, and to Jessica Biel and, you know, Michelle Purple, everybody about um, the importance of, like, that female friendship and um, yeah. it feeling really, like, authentic and it not being a competition between them. Though things do get messy and there is tension, um, it's honestly mostly due to outside factors. Yeah! Second season of Cruel Summer is available now on Freeform. She played Adam Goldberg's girlfriend on the series The Goldbergs, and and uh, they had a, a good long tradition of giving him impossibly good looking girls uh, for this guy who's supposed to be a schlub. Right? It did make sense. Next clip. Here we go. Real Housewives of Orange County returns for its seventeenth season of rumors, glamour, and plenty of drama. <laughs> and here, Housewives veteran Tamara or Tamara Judge. Talks about returning to the ultimate girls trip. Here we go. I didn't know most of these girls. Like, I knew them loosely. Um, these were all ex-housewives. So some of them hadn't been on, on a show in a long time. And, you know, I was a little bit nervous because we have stuff to talk about constantly on Orange County when I was on it. This was just like, oh, geez, like, I got nervous. Like, well, how are we going to make good TV when I don't even know any of these girls? Shut the f- Real Housewives of Orange County returns Bravo tomorrow night. Oh, my God, that whole world. I know. And you can't argue because it does well in the ratings. Been, been on for 17 yeah. seasons. You can so. still argue. <laughs> I guess so. All right, and that is last story in entertainment news. Uh, we have chosen the Baldwin School in Bryn Mawr to be our next coolest teacher school. Yeah. And by the way, we congratulate again uh, Maria Russo from Norristown Area High School, algebra teacher. She was so cool. We spoke to her a little while ago. The coolest. Very happy. And she's had a couple of friends who have won the coolest teacher from other schools, by the way. All right, so if you go to the Baldwin School in Bryn Mawr, text the word teacher to 39333. We will send you the voting link. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. We have a concert announcement this morning. Patricia Eaton's going to be on. Some other guests. We'll tell you about them in a bit. Stay there. WMMR presents the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. Friday, June 16th, two locations in Oaks at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center or South Philly at the Event Center inside Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia. Sign up now at WMMR.com. Donors get the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt, a window nation tote bag, ever fresh juice, and our sincere thanks for making a real difference in our community. Appointments are required, so secure your preferred time today at WMMR.com. The 18th annual I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive, benefiting the American Red Cross from 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Taylor Swift swallowed a bug. (laughs) Made national news. She was uh, in concert in uh, Illinois, and she was not singing at the time. She was just on the mic talking to the audience, and all of a sudden... 
Uh, she just starts kind of gagging and turns aside and says, I swallowed a bug. Uh, it's a funny clip. Because, you know, it's just, it's, again, as you said, she's not, doesn't have her mouth wide open for a song. Right. She just happens to be talking, and that's when it happens. Here, I'll play the, the clip again real quick. <laughs> I swallowed a bug. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, God. So she handled it pretty well, yeah. actually. She didn't. She didn't sit there and go. Ugh. I think she like swallowed it. I think it went, it went straight oh, yeah. down. Yeah. She starts to like gag a little bit in the uh, beginning. Oh I'm dying. I can't. I, I, I'm sure it's happened to me. Yeah. Oh, it, I know it's happened to me. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't remember specifically uh, those times, but it's pretty disgusting. Because you. <laughs> Well, if it's yeah, because uh, I've had it fly straight down my throat, and when it, when that happens, it's not even disgusting. It just it just ha- and you're like, did that just that? Oh my god, that just happened because it's that's happened to me uh, while riding a bike. I've had three different bug incidents while riding. Um, one, if, wait, oh yeah, we gotta get the audio of this. Yeah, I apologize. This, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I try not to interrupt okay. when video clips pop up on our monitors because Connor runs this, but. There's classic footage of a, uh, a news reporter. He's he's out in, in what he ends up saying this country ass town, <laughs> and a bug flies. But in he he starts as I am here on the the you know, and he's giving that sort of presentation. This yeah. country ass. Yeah, we got to get the damn audio. Son uh-huh. of a bitch, this thing <laughs> flying in my mouth is so funny. I'm sorry, Casey. No, that's right. No, I just I've swallowed a bug. I had a bug fly and get caught in between my eyeball and my sunglasses. <sighs> And then I had another one. I had so, a bee do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and it wasn't like a a, a fun bug. It was a, no. A, a, it wasn't a bee, but not it, an edible, not one you'd like to eat. No, but it was like a biting kind of bug. And then I had another one, and it might have been a bee type of bug. I can't remember, but uh, it was. And I remember you swallowed exactly. three bugs. No, three different bug incidences, Kathy. One was swallowed, one was in between my sunglasses and my eyeball, and then the other one, you know those grooves in your bicycle helmet? Yeah. This was a bee got stuck into the groove in my oh. bicycle helmet. Uh, oh God! Yeah, and I. But I remember where I was for that one. I was going over the bridge into Stone Harbor as Jeez. that was happening. When it gets into the groove, boy, you got to move. <laughs> Listen, and, and besides going in your mouth, uh, if you've uh, if if you've ever had the, the that moment of panic when you realize that oh, there's yeah. a bee in your car. Oh my God! As you're driving, yeah. like on the highway or something, where you have no choice but to keep going. There's footage. Just absolute yeah. panic, yeah. freaking out yeah. that you'll forego any sort of road safety, and I've, and you've seen yes. it now that there are, are are dashboard cameras that point in as well. You're getting lots of footage of people who freak out. A spider, a just a spider yeah. will cause people to panic, but a bee. Yeah. Although that we ha- we had a wasp in the car one time. Oh my god! And you know with the dangly legs and the freaking thing. And uh, yeah, I, you have to remember. There's more to risk if I let go of the wheel and start panicking and swatting at this thing yeah. and trying to get it out. If I'm going to get stung or bitten, that'll be the that'll be the log- likely progression, but at least I won't crash. Just a couple of years ago, I got I got stung by a wasp. I was out in our backyard uh, doing some cleaning out and uh you know, I first get that sensation. I'm like, "Ow." And I'm like, Ow! Uh, yeah. Like, damn! You son of a bitch! Like, that hurt a lot! You like that? Not a little bit. You that, like that? That hurt a lot. I had forgotten how freaking painful that is. Definitely a wasp? Definitely a yeah, wasp. Yeah, yeah. Yes, for oh, sure. Because that son of a bitch was still alive. Yeah. 
after he got me, and they can they can get you multiple times. Yeah. yeah I just uh, but saw... anyway, we want to hear your bug swallowing stories if yeah. you do have one. Two one five two six three WMMR. I mean, the bigger it is, the, the worse, right? Like, well, it's like the June bug. So. The uh, oh. <laughs> and, uh, what is it? Dumb and dumber. And dumber. <laughs> I'm not hungry. I swallowed a June bug. Oh my god! I I swallowed when I was a kid a lightning bug. Okay. Yeah. That it, just, it just flew you, in your mouth? Yes. Okay. Because we were out catching lightning bugs. Right. I was like five or six. Right. And apparently, as legend goes, as the memory goes, there was some of the phosphorescent chemical on, on my tongue. tongue. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Do you remember that having a specific taste or did it just taste like bug? Fear. Yeah. <laughs> Tasted like Fear. Yeah, uh, it's just nasty, and then then you got to worry about if he, you know, if he gets in your mouth and you crunch it, and uh-huh. you know, just, just go right down, legs sticking in my tooth or something Are like that. Are any of them poisonous? Uh, any bugs poisonous bugs. that would fly in? I don't know. I don't think so. Not not that I've ever heard of, Casey. The, like you would be in real danger of right, of maybe like sick a millipede like that. And I, what yeah. if like so so if you're allergic, like yeah. you know what I mean to a, yeah. a bee? I there well. Was- Actually, there's this is an issue with people talking about bug diets. They if you're if you're allergic to shellfish, right. the exoskeleton of certain bugs is the same. Interesting composition. What okay. if you do swallow a bee? You don't get stung by it. Is that have you have you well have you ever been riding your bike and accidentally swallowed a lobster? Oh my god! Uh, wait a minute. So what's your question? I mean, if you're allergic to bees and yeah. you swallow it, but don't get stung by it, I think you have an allergic reaction to it. It's, I don't know. That's it's a good it's, question. It has that venom inside of it. Yeah. And eventually, your body is going to you know maybe digest that. Uh, uh, it's it, a good question. Depends on how quickly it gets on the turd flume. Uh, I can't imagine that a bee, if you're swallowing it, it, mm. would, it wouldn't would instinctively just sting. sting you know? yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, but hang on, let's talk to people who have swallowed bees before. I'm going to go to Alicia. Hi, Alicia. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Good. What's up, Alicia? Uh, so last summer, I was uh, hanging out with some friends and uh, they poured a glass of sangria, which you know has all the fruit in it. Yeah. And and uh, at the end of the glass where you kind of open your mouth to shake all the fruit in, didn't realize there was a bee in there. And I am actually not allergic to bees, okay. uh, but I have a severe local reaction. So the bee stung the back of my tongue, <sighs> and I spit it out, oh. but my tongue just, like, swelled huge, and I ended up mm. unable to speak. And Where's that your home run? Oh, my God. How did it scare you? Because you could, you know, suffocate if, it, if your tongue had swelled up too much. Ironically, I didn't really think about that. I, I knew I, I know I have a severe local reaction. Like I've gotten stung on the hand, and my hand gets huge, or my foot, my foot gets huge. But I didn't really put together like, oh my gosh, my tongue is getting huge. And I mean, the ER freaked out because they thought she's not going to be able to breathe. Right, but, oh. right. Steve, trachea. out of me. That's yeah. my jam. Yeah, yeah, if you ever ever happens again, just give me a call. Right. I'll be over with the big pen. Alicia, what about what about the pain level of being stung on your tongue? I mean, that's pretty bad. I'm not going to lie. It was <laughs> like a hot rod going through your tongue. Yeah. Yeah. And oh. you reacted like you were like. <laughs> She's speaking she English. She must have had her tongue stung. Wow. Nasty. How old were you when that happened, Alicia? It was last uh, year, right? I'm 36. I was 35. All right. Okay. All right. Interesting. All right. Thank you, Alicia. She said last year. I didn't know that. Wow. And, and you know what? They always. They always crawl into soda cans. Uh-huh. That's why I never. You know? I, if I put the soda can down oh, or whatever, God. something sweet, I don't I don't go back to it. I, I'll hold it and I'll hold it with my hand over the opening. 
Yellow jackets. I, they, those little bastards. They end up in those in sodas all the time. Uh, Nick found this bit of information. Insects that can cause allergic reactions include silkworms, grasshoppers, locusts, cicadas, mealworms, and others. Reactions from eating them for those who are allergic can range from mild to severe. A serious reaction known as anaphylaxis yeah. can occur and may be life-threatening, by the way. Uh, what is this? Oh, this is, the, okay, the news reporter. Okay. This is probably from 20 years ago. It's got to be. And uh, the guy is out in the field doing a report, <laughs> yeah. and you hear his demeanor change <laughs> as soon as that bug gets into his mouth. What really happened on that Thursday here at Augusta High School that led to Chris Wood's death? <laughs> the f*** is that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying this f***ing country-ass f***ed up town. <laughs> flying in my mouth. The fuck? I can't see pollen. Let's get the fuck out of this country, motherfucker. <laughs> he, suddenly, yeah. he suddenly becomes Richard Pryor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen to the beginning. Yeah. And we're here at the same time. Of course, the murder. Ju- yes, mother town. What really happened on that Thursday here at Augusta High School that led to Chris Wood's death? What the fuck is that? <laughs> I'm dying this country ass fucked up town. <laughs> Flying in my mouth. The <laughs> f- I can't see pollen. Let's get the f- out of this country, motherfucker. I can't see me. <laughs> they later, they oh later caught up with that guy and talked to them, and he was he was he was laughing. Oh yeah. man, he, he, he couldn't help but. I mean, it was an honest reaction, you oh. know, because he's there, and also it was a murder that he was covering. Oh, so, awesome. but it was just, you know, the thing was pretty large too, and it flies into his mouth. All right, I'm going to go to Jared next. Hi, Jared. Good morning. Back off, war child. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously, back off, war child. All right, so hang on, we got to get the clip wait. Where? From. Oh, it's around here. Somewhere. Where is that, Casey? Uh, God, so you can do it, bro. I'm not going anywhere. Point no. Back off, War Child. Seriously. Thank you. All right, Jared, what's your story, man? All right, so like when I was nine or ten years old, uh, I was going down a hill on my bike with a friend of mine, and I was yelling over to him. Well, when I was yelling to him, a bee went in my mouth, <sighs> and I'm allergic to bees. Oh. So I tried to spit it out. I didn't know what it was. Well, before I could spit it out, it stung my cheek. Uh, So I made it almost to my house, and then I fell over. My face was swelling up. I couldn't breathe so well. So my buddy had to go the rest of the way, grab my parents, and they brought me an EpiPen. And I had to go to the hospital, and the doctor told me if I would have swallowed it, I could have died. No. Well, what could they Let's say you do swallow. The bee makes it down into, you know, deep into your throat, stings you. Uh, How does an EpiPen correct that? How do you get to that? Right. So you must have have EpiPens in the house, right? I don't think an EpiPen, you you don't have to give it at the location where you're... You don't? I'm not familiar. I've never used one. I don't think so. No, I think think they do it, like, in their leg, right? Yeah, right in your leg. Yeah. Yeah. All right. In the leg. Yeah. Um, Wow. So, Jared, uh, did you have any residual issues from it? The EpiPen fix everything for you? Uh, Yeah. I mean, it was good. Um, I had... My throat was... I had, like, a a real bad sore throat for the the next week. But other than that, I was fine. Do you... You wouldn't have to have known what kind of bee it was. Was it, like, a yellow jacket? Uh, I have no idea. Or a hornet. (laughs) Thanks, Jared. Hornet, technically. So, a hornet is not... 
How does it break down again? Well, they're Wasp different. Point, I mean, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, yellow jackets are not the same as bees. There's, right. You know, there's bumblebees, there's honeybees, uh, and then, yeah, yellow jackets. Uh, Bee Arthur. Uh, hornets <laughs> and wasps are all different things. There's also... I think all wasps are hornets, but not all oh. hornets are wasps. That's okay. right. Yeah. And if you cross... If I remember correctly. Oh. I uh, saw there was something a on... A donkey and a wasp, you get a hornet. Yeah, yeah but then they're sterile. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, no, I saw something on uh, Instagram last week, and it was just a, a differentiation of all the different kinds of bees and essentially the damage that they will do to you as a human. And, like, the scariest-looking ones are the cicada killers, and they rarely ever sting people. But, like, yeah. they are scary-looking, man. Well, yeah. like the, 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 what do they call them, carpenter bees or the, the, the bumblebees that will bore their way into mm-hmm. wood? Yeah, they're, we, they're large. They, they won't do anything to you. We have those now, Steve. Or we had them, and we had to get traps because they can do damage to the wood they, in your house. It's incredible how far. It's they, unbelievable. But they bore in, Preston, these perfectly cylindrical t- tunnels. It's amazing. You're yeah. like, oh, bravo, but they're tearing <laughs> apart your yeah. deck. And they're pretty innocuous. They, they don't yeah. scare me. Like They just seem like uh, you know fat bumblebees that are nice, and I want to hang out with them. We used to, when I was a kid... Nick, I'm glad we spent this time together. <laughs> ...lived in South Carolina. There were um, uh, yellow jackets that would... They lived in the ground. I mean, yes. Yeah, yeah. So oh, would, my you, God. You would see them come up out of the, the right. nest. So how did you kill them? I, I we pour stuff down in Landmines. there. I don't know. My dad firecrackers sometimes uh, gasoline yeah. right into the <gasps> hole and yeah. lit that sucker on fire. Wow! And it killed the nest. <laughs> I had my my old landlord who was a friend of mine years ago. Preston, he was mowing the lawn, went over one of those bee high. What would you call it? Yeah, uh, but uh, the bees flew uh, up as he was walking over up his pant leg oh, and stung the hell out of his mm-hmm. leg. Didn't make it to his nuts though. All right, so call that a win. Uh, yeah, yellow jackets. I've I've gotten stung by many times by those things. Uh, let me go to Mario. Hey, Mario. Good morning. Hey, good morning, your face. What's up, buddy? <laughs> good morning, your face. <laughs> Not a yeah. Uh, so listen, uh, I was driving a, so, a small side by side on my property, going about fifteen miles an hour. All of a sudden, I feel this sharp pain on the corner of my lip, and then all of a sudden, it flies down my throat. I veer off the road with that panic of what the hell was that, uh-huh. and next thing you know, I cough out uh, some kind of a stinging insect because my lip, within about oh. five, ten seconds, started blowing up like I had some kind of lopsided Botox job. <laughs> you must look like Lisa Renna. Wow. It was ridiculous. Yeah. So I'm walking around the rest of the day. Everybody's like, oh, my God, what happened? I'm like, have you seen my Mercedes? <laughs> have you seen my Mercedes? I had to run out to CVS. And, like, chug half a bottle of Benadryl to get it to stop. And then uh, once it stopped swelling, I had to actually get in there with a sharp pair of tweezers and pull that stinger out. Dude, yeah, you have to do that. So so Benadryl's the go-to immediately, right? If you don't have an EpiPen, right? Yeah. The the liquid, I'm not allergic to them. That's why I was surprised that I had such a bad reaction. Like, my lip, like, legit, it was, like, off to the side, so... It legit blew up to the point where I was like, oh, kind of drooling if I wasn't paying attention. You know wow. what I mean? Let me ask you something, Mario. So we talk about you know the, the bees flying into the car and freaking out people. D- did you did you for one second let go of the wheel or start to do something that would have been dangerous driving? Because that's always the risk. Well, there's so in, in the type of job that I'm in, you know things kind of, things that are off the wall kind of happen. So you have to keep your composure. Good. So I very quickly slammed on the brakes and went over into the grass so I wouldn't you know, uh, impede traffic or anything right. like that. Yeah. And I just immediately started hacking up along to try to get Jeez. this thing out of the back of my top of field Dude, that's that's horrible, man. Yeah. And then he had to pull the stinger out. 
Yeah, yeah. And I well, the worst part was I had to wait till the swelling went down because I couldn't get to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because it's, oh, it's, it embellished yeah, it, so, right? So the whole time it's just sitting there pumping, and I yep. feel it throbbing, and I'm like, "Well, this is a great day." <laughs> That's one of the wild things is that the stinger will continue to pump. Yeah, it's from a bee. Yeah, because it removes. It's got this sack, and it actually has some way to. To uh, you know, contract and it's and a yakety sack and pushes that venom into there. Wow, <laughs> nasty! All right, thanks, Mario. Appreciate hey, it, man. Love, uh, love, love you, love you, love you, buddy. Love you. <laughs> like Doctor Mike. Uh, there was that police officer locally. Remember that he got stung uh, in his car on the way home, and I mean. Did he? Did he, he, he died, died, right? Yeah, he yeah from, for it. Did he had a car accident? No, yeah. no. He got home and and he spoke to his wife and they kind of realized what was going on. She said, um, and and she was searching for Benadryl and by the time she got to him, he was um, unconscious and they had you know had to call nine one one and everything. So we have the we have the um, the epipens at the house for the you know my my wife had the took a run of beekeeping and uh, oh, we'll, right. we visited, but so we're good now. But yeah, you gotta. And you don't know who people are unaware if they're allergic. Sure. Yeah. Yep. All right, let me go to, this is a non-stinging story, but a bug-swallowing story. I'm going to go to Joelle. Hi, Joelle. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Great. What did you want to share with us? So a few years back, I'm sitting on the sofa, and I reach over, and I grab an open bag of Reese's Pieces, and I just toss a handful in my mouth. Next thing I know, I bit down on a stink bug. (laughs) You sweet mother of Christ. So Reese's Reese's Pieces and there was a stink bug hiding in it. Yeah, and then they say they're attracted to the smell of, like, other ones. Yeah. So I immediately brushed my teeth, and then I left my toothbrush there. Came down later that night to brush my teeth again, and there was more stink bugs. On my toothbrush. That is how oh, that move? is how powerful. Yeah, <laughs> that's how powerful the the pheromones are. That's why they tell you never to crush it or smash it against the wall in the house. Ugh. Just gently oh, yeah. put it in a tissue and bring it outside. I crushed it. it awful. awful. Yeah. What did it taste like, Joel? Can you describe it? Eminem. It tasted like acid on my tongue. Oh, so that's probably whatever that causes the stink and the stink bug. That's probably what you got on your tongue. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, gnarly. Oh. One more thing. I have my daughter, Eleanor, in the car, and today is her sixth birthday. Oh, that's she awesome. got a little shout-out. Oh, yes. it's her golden birthday. Yeah, six. Can we get her Six a... on the sixth. You're right. Can we yeah. give her a case of beer case? Um, <laughs> oh, no. I guess no. Yeah, yeah. Happy birthday, Eleanor. <laughs> Thank you. All right. We'll see Sounds you later. just like her mom. You're right. The golden birthday. I forgot about that. Your age matches the date of the month. Oh, mine's coming up. Uh... <laughs> You're going to be 30 soon, right? <laughs> What's the 40th day of the month? Uh, let's go next to, I'm going to go to Rich here. Hi, Rich. Good morning. Hey, good morning, y'all. How are you? Good, buddy. What's up, man? All right, so I'm riding down 476 on my motorcycle. got the wife on the back. <laughs> and I'm cruising down. I have sunglasses on. And all of a sudden, I see this winged beast coming towards me. And it hits me square in the face. So I go to try to, like, swipe it off as I'm riding, you know, currently down the highway, mm. doing, like, 55, 60 miles an hour. This thing crawls up under my sunglasses and no. proceeds to sting me under my eye. Oh. So it stings you under your eye. So you're, you're driving with the helmet on, you're wearing sunglasses. Is that what you said? So I had sunglasses on. Yep, sunglasses, open-faced helmet, just, you know, the top part of my helmet. Right. It crawls up under my sunglasses and, and stings me right under the soft part, right below the eye. Let me ask you something. I, I, that's, no, you go ahead. When you collide with a bug, so if you're, if you're a guy who rides your bike a lot and you're colliding with a bug at 55, 60 miles an hour and it, it's a bee or it's something of 
moderate size. Does that hurt? Does that sting in and of itself? Oh, it stings for sure. Okay. It, it, it definitely, it smarts. Yeah, you feel it when you get hit in the face by something. So so how, how much did your, did your eye blow up, or what was the, what was the oh, aftermath yeah, of the sting? It, 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 I'm, I'm trying to swat it out because it, it, it's still under there. I finally get it out, and I have to continue down the road probably 15 minutes or so before I get off of my exit. And, yeah, my eye was pretty swollen underneath right around. What, right what you probably should have done is had your wife crawl around on top of you, really? facing you. Yes. <laughs> Right? And remove the helmet while you're driving over her shoulder. That's a James Bond move. And then pull the stinger out. (laughs) With her teeth. Nasty. All right. Thanks, Rich. I got, I did get a wasp sting one time right around my eyeball. uh, And it was, uh, I was playing Frisbee with somebody. We were out at a park. There were a bunch of people there. And I ran to go get the Frisbee. And I ran into the wasp, which was flying. Hey! Hit me right by the eye and, like, immediately stung me. Like, there was no hesitation at all. Is that an involuntary thing? It's got to be, right? Maybe, but, um, and and you wonder, I've I've told you guys about my um, lack of uh, compassion when it comes to consoling kids who got hurt. (laughs) This is probably where this comes from because I was in severe pain. My dad comes over, takes a look, and proceeds to tell me that he knew someone who lost an eye one time because oh they got stung. Oh, so I start bawling my head off after that because I think I'm going to lose my eye. Sure, and that's where I got that wonderful compassion. You got another one. So we were at this waterfall when I was a kid, and this the kid that I was with, Peter, got stung by something. And it, I don't remember. I don't think it was a beep, but the the stinger was in his leg, and it was big. And there was this team. You're gonna have a field day with this. There was a strange man there, and so he comes over to help. What, what's your friend's name? <laughs> but it was weird because I'll suck the venom out. Oh my well, god! He was smoking a cigarette, yeah. and he essentially like he took took the stinger or whatever was out, and then like burn his leg with the cigarette. So- and we let him do it. We didn't know who this he, guy was. I guess he thought he was cauterizing yes. the wound. Yes. I, I, got, I got it. I'll burn it for you. <laughs> My grandmother, I remember getting a bee sting one time, and she had taken a little bit of tobacco. Yeah. And uh, and kind of moistened it, and it would put that on the. I on remember the, that. Yeah, it's sort of like supposed a, to draw out the the venom. I it was also know. meat tenderizer. Was was yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then she hit you with that hammer, Nick, to tenderize you completely? Well, yeah. yeah, you start with the tenderizer and then the hammer. So, like, by the time you get hit by the hammer, you don't even remember you don't that you care. got stung by a bee. But do you remember how itchy those bee stings got? Like, if you got stung in the day, yes. at night when you were trying to fall asleep, like, it itched, it would itch, you could itch a hole through your, wherever you got stung. So, I'm not, I'm not, I've been stung many times. I don't really react badly to that. The one time I had something that was sort of, Pronounced. I told you before. I closed my hand on a box when I was working for Duncan. Yeah, and there were five or six yellow jackets on that box, and I closed my hand, and all of them stung me. That wasn't good. But otherwise, I don't get the kind of reaction that some of you, you know, get. Yeah, I haven't gotten the the big swelling yeah. or anything like that. Just the pain. The pain uh, from being and that's stung. bad enough. I'll go to Ed. Ed, you are on the air. Good morning. Hey, welcome, guys. Oh, <laughs> happy to have you. Happy to be here. What's up, Ed? <laughs> So I, I had the uh, opportunity to go to a fine Delco restaurant, and when I was there, I got a bowl of French onion soup. Love it. I was eating the French onion soup. Love French onion soup. I've loved it for years. As I put the one spoonful in my mouth, 
I feel this like stony type of object. And I was like, well, that's definitely not normal for French onion soup. Uh-huh. So not only do I just spit it out back into my spoon, but you know when you spit out a solid object that's consumed in liquid in your mouth and you kind of try to, you know, spit it out through your lips to make sure that you don't get any of the liquid out? Yeah. So I spit it out. And then I look down, it is a goddamn beetle. <laughs> wow. Was it Paul or Ringo? <laughs> like <in a> soup. <laughs> Waiter, there's it a was... beetle in my soup. Which one? I think it's John. It was, <laughs> it was McCarty. Um, Dude, so how big was the, how big was the beetle? Uh, it was probably like the size of my thumb's fingernail. Oh, God. Were you, were you eating outside or was this an inside beetle? This was inside, huh. and not only was it inside, the waitress comes up and she apologizes and says, "Sorry, sometimes they just seem to get in there." Oh my oh. God! I'm sorry, I got caught in the cheese. So, <laughs> did you ask for anything? Well, so here's the other story, or the other part. My grandmother was also out to eat with us. She also had a French onion soup. She looked at me. She looked at my mother. She said, "What's the big deal?" And continued to eat her French onion. Wow, oh, that's, that's a tough old. <laughs> yep, it's like woman. when Aunt Edna eats a sandwich that the yeah, dog's pissed on, right? <laughs> yeah. She likes it. It's the right. greatest generation. Thanks. <laughs> They'll eat beetles. They'll eat piss food. <laughs> wow. Uh, all right, let me go next to Evan. We got these great stories here. Hi, Evan. Good morning. Zoinks. <laughs> Zoinks. <laughs> I, I don't have a burp at the ready. I'm sorry, oh, man. All right, go ahead, Case. <laughs> Zoinks. Uh, <laughs> That's it. What's up, Evan? So uh, years and years back, I was at a drum bugle rehearsal, and uh, they told us to put our instruments up. I played a brass instrument. I put the instrument up to my face, and I had a bee inside of my mouthpiece. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, as soon as I put it on my uh, face, I got stung. Uh Ran over to, like, CVS or whatever, got Benadryl, and I was kind of, like, falling asleep the rest of the rehearsal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's, the, sure. uh, that's the Bill Cosby drug. Uh, wow. <laughs> Did it get you on the lip or inside the mouth? It got me right on the outside of my lip, right where I put uh, pressure on the uh, mouthpiece. Wow. So how, how long before you could play again after that? I uh, start playing the next day. All right. All right. Like, like Dizzy Gillespie yeah. at that point. Wow. I wonder if there's any confusion where he was like, B, and they're like, no, you're playing a C. Right. No, B. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Evan. Appreciate it, man. Wow. Well, it can happen. And, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I gave that to myself. <laughs> Thank you. Like it. Thank the you, crowd loves you. <laughs> All right, well. <laughs> Apologies to those that didn't get a chance to go to because we have a whole lot of people who are on hold. But um, it's horrifying. It you, is. you shouldn't have that stuff in your mouth. And uh, this is this all got kicked off because uh, Taylor Swift swallowed a bug. Yeah. while in concert on stage, not in the middle of singing. I still gotta believe there's got to be footage somewhere of some singer with their mouth wide open, and a bug flies in, and they start choking on it because. Well- all those, you know, all these uh, summer concerts and outdoor venues. I was thinking Ted Cruz, but he swallowed his own booger, right? That was, that, it, yes. That, that was, was in that footage where, yes, <laughs> it's horrifying. And Mike Pence had the fly on his yeah. head. Right. So, then not quite in the mouth. And no, Ruben no. stuttered during a concert, swallowed a mallard. <laughs> wow. A duck actually <laughs> flew in there. All right. Um, thank you for the calls. We do appreciate it. I want to take a break because when we return, uh, we have a concert announcement. Ah. Yes. Uh-huh. Big one. That information. Yeah, it's a good-sized show. And uh, we also have some bizarre file stories to share and other. Uh, Patricia Heaton's going to be joining us from NBC Sports Philadelphia. Taryn Hatcher will be on the program, too. Hang out, because we won't be gone long. 
out all your radios for a fancy speaker that talks back to you? Well, don't forget, you can still listen to us by saying, open MMR. You can even tell it you want to wake up to MMR, just like your grandpa's clock radio used to. Imagine that. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, hmm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution? Call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double-hung, sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We have a concert announcement. I'm going to give you the grubby details for this event coming up. It is not until Thursday, November 16th at the Wells Fargo Center. And just a reminder, that's the same week we're doing the Camp Out for Hunger. That is right. So this will be Thursday night of Camp Out for Hunger that this is taking place. Tickets are going to go on sale this Friday, and I'll get to the on-sale details in just a moment, but we are excited to announce Thursday, November 16th, Wells Fargo Center, MMR Rocks Tool. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. Tool will be playing the week of Camp Out for Hunger, and that Thursday night is kind of a big night for us, as always. So, tickets it's on sale this Friday, 10 a.m. via Wells Fargo Center, Philly.com. And if you listen to Ray Koob all this week, he's filling in for Brent Porsche from 3 to 7. He's going to give away tickets all week long. And you keep it tuned to MMR this weekend because we will have more chances to win tickets. All the information is at WMMR.com, including another chance to win tickets for MMR VIPs. And we, the Preston and Steve Show... Have a pair of tickets right now. To mm-hmm. We'll take caller number 22 at 215-263-WMMR, and you will get to see Tool November 16th at the Wells Fargo Center, and this is before the tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. Who's opening? Is it Anne Murray? That was it's the rumor. Anne yeah. Murray yeah. is yeah. opening for Tool. No, I have no idea. If there's an opening act or not. It's a kinetic show, man. Their, their yep. stuff is definitely unique, and the fan base is huge. One of the most diehard fan bases of music out there. People are just crazy about this band that love this band. So, caller number 22 will give you the ticket. Yes, Case? I have not seen them ever. And this Neither is, have I. This is going to be my time. This oh, time nice. Yeah. We're yep. going to be right there, man. Yeah. Yep. If we can get members of the band to stop by Camp Out for Hunger, we will do it. We will do our damnedest to, to try and make something like that happen. I can't guarantee it, but we'll see what we can do. But we are going to be there 
Uh, and, of course, if you go into the show, if you end up getting your tickets, come down and hang out with us before the show, man. We would love to see you there. My guess is we'll be able to hear them from inside the RV, Preston. Yeah. Caller number 22. You're good to go. Let's do the B-File. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre all right, brought to you this morning by A.D. Moyer, your professional source for decks, windows, doors, millwork, and more. ADMoyer.com for information. So, a mountaineer has been accused of ice-cold behavior after allegedly snubbing a brave Sherpa who saved his life on Everest by carrying him for six hours on his back to safety. Nick, I'm curious what you think about this. You're the mountaineer in our, our group. Malaysian climber uh, Ravichandran... Uh, or he goes by Ravi, was attempting to scale the world's tallest mountain when he fell dangerously ill and collapsed not far from the peak in Nepal. Incredible footage shows how uh, Gilji Sherpa, that's his name, Gilji, wrapped the stricken mountaineer in a thick cover, hoisted him on his back, and painstakingly trudged through the snow to get him off the mountain to receive urgent medical uh, treatment. Uh, the heroic Sherpa hadn't even been employed by Ravi, but he had halted his own <sighs> client's expedition in favor of saving the stranger's life. You got to see the footage of this because he's got a, a, a full-grown man on his back carrying him down. What happened next caused an uproar in the mountaineering community when the rescued man allegedly dismissed the help he had been given and blocked his savior on Instagram. What? Wait, why? With news of his snub going viral on Monday. Uh, it you? is. <laughs> Bastard! Uh, it isn't the first time the climbers have been criticized for mistreating Sherpas. In 2014, the death of 16 Nepali expedition workers on Mount Everest shown a spotlight on the relationship between climbers who are often wealthy Westerners and the local support staff. Speaking at the time, Jake Norton told Newsweek that Sherpas were the, the people on the mountain working the hardest, making the least, busting their asses in harm's way, who are nevertheless the ones who tend to get killed more often, he said. I would have dragged his ass back up the mountain. He said the inequality made him sick to his stomach. Jeez. On average, about five climbers die on Everest every year, and the Nepalese government implemented tough new rules requiring more training and experience for those attempting to scale the peak after 11 mountaineers died trying to reach Everest the sum, Everest's summit in 2019. Imagine you're this guy. Imagine you're carrying that dude down on your back. Any reason why he blocked him? Uh, they don't know. Gilji uh, wrote uh, on Instagram, a man who needed rescuing and no one else helping. I made the decision to cancel our client's summit push so that I could bring him down to safety before he died up there alone. I carried him myself all the way down to Camp 4 where a rescue team helped them from, uh, help from then on. I will be back up the mountain soon after regaining energy from a huge task. But I'm happy to say that he is alive and recovering in the hospital. But those in the mountaineering community claim that once he had recovered, Ravi played down the rescue and actually blocked Gilji on Instagram. He had posted uh, on Sunday, Ravi did, a comment acknowledging the help he had received from Gilji and others. He didn't mention Gilji's own company, AGA Adventures, but Gilji Sherpa responded graciously to Ravi's post with the words, thank you, hope you are recovering well. Now, rotten hell. Yeah, no kidding, man. Not thankful at all. All right, this uh, speaks to what we were just talking about a little while ago. An 81-year-old Oklahoma man is lucky to be alive following a savage three-hour attack by over 200 killer bees, which was so vicious he reportedly broke his hip trying to escape. Wow. Carl Amos uh, said that um, he... Uh, uh, the he, I'm sorry, the, the attack happened uh, last Friday at his home in Mayville, and he was reported, reportedly mowing the lawn when he was beset by a swarm of over 100 bees. Bees! 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 He said, uh, 
They were going in my Listen, hair. It's being attacked, Preston. They're probably sting crazy. They said they were going in my ears and in my nose. Oh. And I thought I better keep my mouth shut because those bees will be in my mouth. He said I crunched them and then they'd come out. So I blew, I blew, and some of them came out, and then I stuck my finger in my nose and pulled them out. Oh Do you think there was God. any point when they flew in his ears where they were actually standing behind his open eyes and pulled little window shades down? Amos's family believes the uh, assailants were Africanized honeybees or killer bees, an invasive species imported from Brazil <gasps> that attacks in far greater numbers than their European counterparts. Despite his uh, valiant efforts to defend himself, the bombardment was overwhelming. He said, I was reportedly, it was reportedly like a game of whack-a-mole in which Amos would try and eradicate the bees in his ear with a tissue only for their buzzy brethren to fly up his nose. Feeling out number, he tried to flee the scene but ended up tripping and breaking his hip. He said, I heard it pop, so I thought that's not good. Uh, the insects continued to sting him while he was on the ground. The attack lasted for three hours. The dude couldn't move. So wow. how how much venom is generated? How much can the average person withstand before they die? Yeah, I don't know how many times he was stung. Uh, so uh, a man from a neighboring business came by and called an ambulance. You okay? Saving his life. Amos was subsequently transported to the emergency room, and a team of physicians worked diligently to remove all the stingers. After nurses removed as many as they could, the patient was then transferred to another facility for his hip surgery, and he's currently resting and recovering following this uh, horrible incident. Hours being stung. Yeah, the family uh, created a GoFundMe page to help cover his medical bills and therapy and also foot the cost for moving the bee's nest from his home. They should also start an OnlyFans page just for the hell of it. Now he's got the publicity. Messed up. A motorcycle rider was killed Sunday in a head-on collision during the Ironman European Championship in Hamburg. And a triathlete was hospitalized with what police said were severe injuries. The motorcyclist was carrying a camera operator... When the crash, which was broadcast live, occurred on a road next to a dike where the race course narrowed and both lanes were in use by competitors and motorcycles carrying camera operators. Oh, boy. Uh, The motorcyclist and unidentified 70-year-old man died at the scene. The triathlete was hurt. The 50-year-old camera operator was taken to the hospital for treatment. The collision occurred roughly 22 miles into the race. And on a stretch of road that was part of a loop in the course for the cycling portion... Motorcycles carrying camera operators were riding down the middle of the road, and cyclists were going in both directions. Okay, I, okay, that makes sense. Now. And the crash took place on the first lap. The participants had to pass the scene of the wreck before it was cleared for the next lap. Wow. All right, one last story, and we will wrap it up here. Sweden has become the first country in the world to officially register sex as a sport. Yeah. And will also host the first ever European sex championship in Gothenburg on June 8th. The championship, which... I tell you, we're going to see some pro-level hand jobs today. It will take place under the guidance of the Swedish Sex Federation. Huh. And will go on for six weeks with participants engaging in sexual activities under 16 disciplines, including seduction, oral sex, penetration, and more. You know who lives in Gothenburg? Oh, uh, Antonina. uh, Yes. Our old intern. I wonder if she'll be going to any of the matches. Uh, Participants will engage in sexual activities from 45 minutes to one hour each day with their matches and or activities. The duration will vary depending on the match. However, some reports (sighs) said that the competitors can go on for as long as six hours a day. I mean, that that all seems interesting, but what's the food at the stadium like? Uh, They will be judged across 16 disciplines that will include oral sex, seduction, penetration, endurance, number of orgasms, knowledge about sex, chemistry, and communication between the couple, appearance, and so on. In line with these aspects, participants can score between 5 and 10 points. Where do the judges sit? 
I don't know, but the... Uh, the cucks, I should say. I think there are... Th- where did I read about the judges? I forgot who they were, but... Uh, Organizers also encourage the participants of people of different sexual orientations and stress the potential the potential strategic value of sexual orientation during the competition and hope that the European countries will adopt the same in the future. I can't wait to see the inspirational movie from Touchstone. Yeah. That <laughs> is what I have about a team. in the Bizarre File for you this morning. It's if, amazing. If you missed it, right before the B-File, we made a concert announcement. Tools coming to town November 16th, Wells Fargo Center. And tickets will go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. Go to WMMR.com because we got all the info you need there. And Ray Coob is filling in for Brent Porsche this week in afternoons, 3 to 7. And he will have your chance to win tickets uh, each day this week, from what I understand. Excellent. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment or two. A little bit later on, Patricia Heaton will be joining us. Also, uh, Taryn Hatcher from NBC Sports Philadelphia. We'll be back in a second. Teachers rock. And MMR feels they deserve special recognition. That's why Preston and Steve are looking for the coolest teacher at your high school. It's not a pop quiz, but we will need you to vote. Tune in at 615 when Preston and Steve select at random one area high school. Students from that school will have 24 hours to vote for their coolest teacher at PrestonandSteve.com. Preston and Steve's Coolest Teacher, weekdays at 6.15. Sponsored by Five Below. Hot stuff, cool prices. 93.3 WMMR. Class dismissed. Before we dive into stuff, Steve, we wanted to mention your event coming up on Thursday. Yeah, thanks so much for indulging this, Preston. But there is a, a new rub, a new aspect to the Mutiny on the Mashaloo, which is Thursday night from 6 to 9 p.m. on the Mashaloo, Delaware Avenue. You know, your ticket will get you food, drinks, entertainment. But our friends at Arm & Hammer have stepped in. And, of course, they make the greatest kitty litter on earth. But they've gone one step better. They have a new uh, brand called Hardball Clumping Litter. Lightweight litter perfected. And what they are doing, the first 50 people to go to the Arm & Hammer table at the Mutiny on the Mashaloo are going to get a box of this new Hardball Clumping Litter. And you can enter for three chances to win an entire year's worth of kitty litter this hardball now, Kathy. I know uh, it's it's a lot of money. It's a so lot of money. This a is a deal. huge thing. It's an amazing <laughs> thing, and this litter is awesome. You know, you've been to our house. You know, I have we have same, thirteen cat boxes. I use the same litter. So this is that plus this incredible thing. They've perfected the lightweight litter, and so it's it's really incredible. They're going to set me up with a little bit because I got to try this. But this is your chance. If you have a cat, you know what a pain in the ass it is to handle the litter aspect. Arm and Hammer's making inroads and making it easier for all of us. And here's your chance to get some for free. So again, Thursday night, get your tickets at maxfund.com and precedentsteve.com. Two ways to do it, and we hope to see you there. Thank you very much. All right, WMMR.com for all the details. I just got a... Um... Uh, I got a, you know, uh, your, uh, on your iPhone, it'll, it'll say, you know, on the state and stuff like that. What, what came out? Uh, 2015 was when we were named the straight person of the year uh, <laughs> with the AIDS fund. Oh, yeah. And uh, gay bingo and all that stuff. And I remember because we all got dressed up, we got tuxedos. Yes. And we had rainbow colored. Um, cummerbunds. Uh, were they cummerbunds or vests? Or, or just cummerbunds, right? But anyhow, that memory just came up. That was a that was a great time. So it was an awesome. It was gay bingo, was it not? Yeah. It was gay bingo yeah, that was night, fun. and uh, yeah, the AIDS fun, and and one of the greatest pictures of my wife and I together was taken. Did you take that, Kathy? Um, no, walking I did. down the street, you did. I did. Yeah, thank you. We yeah. we ended up getting that framed. It's in our house. So, so there, you were just walking down the street. 
We were just walking down yeah. the street, and we were on our way to the the Watermaker building, right? I believe so, yeah. And uh, we were just walking down this alleyway, and Nick took a picture of us from behind, and it's uh, one of our favorite pictures ever. We were holding so. hands. It was yeah, cute. Yeah, it was Are great. you sure that wasn't Marissa? Because I know you got another one of those. That might have been London then, maybe? I don't know. Okay. If there were so many cute pictures of me and Marissa. You can't take a bad picture of these yeah. guys. Yep. So anyhow, just wanted to mention. I love that. I love the feature. I, I end up uh, on my phone. Those that come up most often, I take a dive into my pictures when something comes up, you know. On Do the you? State yeah. Going, yeah. I love it. Absolutely. Mine are usually crime scene photos. Oh, so those are good to reminisce yeah. about, too. Oh, that so. was great. What a blood splatter. Um, So I think it's time for the stream of consciousness nerd oh, this yeah. morning because I've got a few things. The stream of consciousness nerd taking you to new realms of expanded thought. And also, a great way to kill time. All right, so this one focuses kind of down in that area that I was down just in that area. talking about. But, you uh, were just talking about it. I think Marissa sent this to me. Um, Thomas Paine Plaza. Yes. Uh, the gigantic chess pieces and dominoes and uh, all those little... They're not little, but the big game pieces that are out there. Yeah. They're getting rid of that. What? Yeah, they're removing I it. I thought that was kind of a... Cute little thing. I love it. But apparently it's for a pretty practical reason. Uh, after nearly three decades, uh, Philadelphia officials say the public art installation, Your Move, will be wiped clean from the plaza outside of the Municipal Services bu- Services Building on JFK Boulevard. I'll tell you what, I hope goes in there, Preston. Super huge pickleball. <laughs> uh, the decision, yes, you know what? You yes. showed me that video yesterday. Right. It looks awesome. No, the decision is due to upcoming renovations of the plaza and the poor conditions of the remaining 34 sculpture pieces. There had originally been 45 of them. Yeah, they, they are in pretty bad shape. Uh, since the installation, uh, the, uh, the city said a professional conditions assessment found that the materials used in the artwork were not durable enough to withstand the wear and tear of the high-traffic site, including skateboarding, frequent interactions with the public, I can and, ex- see that. and exposure to rain and sunlight. It kind of looks like some bizarre tribute to butt plugs. <laughs> Does it? I mean, you're everything's sort of that, in disarray. And, you're looking yeah. at the, the piece from the Sorry game. Yeah. Oh, uh, I, that's it. That's where that comes from. I love that game. Yeah, that little token is from uh, Sorry. Uh, and then they have, like, the giant... Um, uh, top hat from uh, from Monopoly and chess pieces. And Do you love that, that full-size chess boards and the full-size... Uh, yeah. I saw one that was a checkerboard that was great. Yeah. And they're, they're fun to play. Do you remember when we were in Mexico, Nick was playing uh, chess with the giant chess board with some French people? Tried. Yeah. You lost. Yeah, but they were better than me. Uh, yeah. They were but prodigies. It's also hard because you don't get, like, an over view of it all. Of the right? board? Yeah. I, I think that helps a lot when you can see everything from above. So, by the way, the removal of the pieces represent uh, chess, sorry, parcheesy. Ah, they're not playing parcheesy out there, Kathy. <laughs> uh, Monopoly, bingo, dominoes, and checkers. And uh, they started it last week, last Friday. What Never would you played- put out there? What would I put out there? Yeah. Game-wise? Yeah. You know, like a Connect giant, four. Uh, well, yes, I would do that, but... Uh, that was at the double trouble or whatever. Where he has yeah, the pop matic You can have a giant pop matic That'd, That'd be, be pretty fun. cool. Do you know it'd be cool? A large uh, magic eight ball that oh, you could yeah. hydraulically rotate over. Yeah. Right? That'd be awesome. You uh, know what I'm jealous of? I'm jealous of the um, Chicago bean. I love that thing. I, I would love to have a Chicago bean type of thing somewhere. Well, we have, we, have, we have some things. That's so iconic, and that's such a picture place. Yeah. But uh, the metallic, like... 
you know, reflection off. I, I it's, it, I think it's so cool. You just want, you want something reflective, reflective like that. Like that. Okay. Yeah. Not, right. not necessarily to a blind planes. Yeah. But I wonder if that does present an issue. Yeah, with glare. Yeah, because yeah, there are buildings around it. My yeah. idea was to uh, maybe just put a football, like a giant metallic football, in front of Lincoln Financial Field. I think that could be qu- pretty cool looking. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. You can present that to uh, artists. I'm, I'm presenting that right now. All right, there you go. There you go, artists. Have <laughs> at it. Your idea has been found. I'm an artist. I'll do it. Uh, the city is planning to redesign, by the way, Thomas Paine Plaza to make it more like City Hall's Dilworth Plaza. Oh. And the renovated Love Park. So the loose up there. I'm all for that. Yeah. Because they've really turned that area around the past, I don't know, 10 years or so. Yeah, there's always stuff going on down there. Uh, Where so are they going to put the huge President Steve mural? That is yet to be determined. I would love to see that. That'd be so amazing. Cool. Is, I that, think, is that so much to ask that the entire side of City Hall be a tribute to our show? <laughs> is that so much? I think I think Pierre deserves it. Oh, I my think, God, yeah. Uh, uh, DeBella, who's retiring, announced his retirement. He deserves to be in a mural. May I suggest something? Yeah. Uh, what you do is instead of William Penn, you put uh, a, a statue of Pierre on John DeBella's shoulders on top of the uh, the building in its stead. Okay. Wait, John DeBella on Pierre's shoulders yeah. or the other way around? Either or. Okay, I like it. Two legends that taste great together. So, yeah, they're going to add some green space and seating to make the space more welcoming and suited for gatherings. Uh, the Your Move installation, which was the one with the game pieces, had been commissioned in 1996 for $195,000. Um, and that was part of the Philly uh, Philadelphia Percent for Art program. Uh, but the artists who came up with it, Danielle Martinez, Renee uh, Petropolis and Roger White were informed last summer about the plans of them getting rid of it, and the artists uh, were given uh, the opportunity to take back the sculptures at their own expense, but they chose not to. So uh, the pieces are going to go through the city's procurement process, and it's unclear if they, I wonder if you could buy them if they could end up with new owners at new locations. Yeah, you could really auction sure. off. A, I mean, maybe you could. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, the the monopoly. We're looking at the iron. Uh, piece. Cool. Yeah, that is kind of cool. Yeah, so it's sad that it's going away, but I, I like the idea that they're going to renovate it and make it into uh, a space that I think they'll be able to, to use more do, often. Do you think they'll ever get rid of that clothespin? That um, I don't know because that's that's another iconic. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, I always take a good look at that when um, uh, trading spaces or trading yeah. places come. Right, out. right, right. Because say there's a moment where you know. Lewis is down on his knees, and you can see it right in the background. I always think that's pretty cool. All right, uh, let's stream, shall we? Stream of consciousness there. We're going to talk about rubbers. Rubbers. Yes. Condoms. A new study. Tallywhacker sacks. A new study revealed that 80% of men have shown up to a funeral with a condom on hand just in case one thing leads to another. What? Yeah. This is right out of, for me, Wedding Crashers. Uh, there you go. Men are at a funeral. Yeah, I'll throw in a wedding every now and then. But funerals are insane. The chicks are so horny, it's not even fair. It's like fishing with dynamite. Horny. Yeah. Crazy horny. At a funeral. Grief is nature's most powerful aphrodisiac. (laughs) So, I didn't know that. That's what I've learned. Um. the (laughs) meatloaf! Uh, the survey, which was, uh, well, there were 2,000 adults aged 18 to 35 that took part in the survey, which was known as the State of Sex Survey. Uh-huh. One of those questions happened to touch on bringing protection to a funeral. The survey, which was perhaps unsurprisingly the work of condom brand Trojan, found that 8 out of 10 
men had brought a condom to a funeral. So my question would be is, are they specifically loading up the wallet with the condom, or is the condom just simply in the wallet? In a there. good question, because I think I probably had one in my wallet in the single days and went to a funeral. Likewise. I wouldn't yeah. doubt it. And, um, I, and oddly enough, I would keep a dead body at my swingers' parties. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, well look so at it you. went both ways. So I I never I don't ever remember hooking up with anybody at a funeral before. It, it, it seems sort of a cynical thing to do. Yeah, maybe like you if you get invited to a wedding that seems more obvious. Yeah, if you're single, but uh, you know it's uh, that's not the time for that. Yeah, the study didn't expound on you know why people had them with them, but it's they the just smell said of embalming fluid that, that gets everyone maybe. turned on. Maybe it's just something about it, you know, just triggers something automatically. You've heard the saying when you, you show up at a wedding and it's an op- I mean, a funeral, I should say, at an open coffin um, wake, and somebody will say, "Well, they, they look very natural." Oh yeah, I, I, I don't think that's ever the case. I don't think I've never. Never have I been to a funeral and looked in there and seen oh, he's somebody just asleep. looking their best. They yeah. Always, they always, they, every time they have looked, they look dead. Worse, yeah. I think. Yeah. Surprisingly, my father, I thought he looked amazing. Did, did they yeah. do a good job? Yeah, they did an amazing job there. Yeah. And that was like probably the only one that I can remember uh, where I looked. And, and I actually got really, really choked up. Because I was not expecting it to be yeah, like that. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Well, maybe that is part of the modus operandi there that you 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 avoid you you do that to not elicit that response. I don't. Mm. I don't know. Ah hell. Ah, ah hell. hell. Who ah. knows what those crazy embalmers do? By the way, you accidentally said um, wedding. I did have this interesting wedding story. Damn oh. it! And I can't. Is this stream of consciousness? Yeah. So you know, going to another story, old willy nilly. One thing leads to another, and oh yeah, here it was. Um, so it's, you know, it's obviously wedding season right now and people are taking the social media and public commentary to field answers to the age old, uh, wedding etiquette questions and TikTok trends and recent podcast type revealed that white is not the only color that should be avoided when attending weddings. What's the other one? Yeah. What do you think it would be? Like cream and beige and champagne, like colors maybe that resemble white. Neon red. Red. Um, It's red. Why? Yes, so makes you look like a harlot. In addition to white dresses, <laughs> who is that tramp you invited? Uh, red dressed, red dresses should also be avoided when attending uh, weddings of loved ones. It says the reason behind the off limits color stems from an old wives' tale that says, "Why did you sit that hooker next to Ma Frigate? Wearing red signals that you have hooked up with the groom. <laughs> oh, no. that's yeah. Oh. I would not have read into that. That's I just know funny. it's it's. I think the real thing always should be that attendees should not try to overpower the bride, right? That's her day to stand out. Mm-hmm. And so you don't want to get a, a gown or something that's too provocative. And red is a loud color. You guys ever been to a wedding where you've hooked up with one of the betrothed? No. Um, I've been to a few of them. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh, of the of the actual, of the bride. Of the people getting, yeah, of the bride, yes. Oh, no, no, no. No. I, mm, no. No, have you? Have, I, I've stood there and gone, yep. Wow. Been there. Wow. Uh-huh. I, I've met people that I went on to to date at weddings and, and had, you know, fun with, but never, never looking at me. Yeah, I had that. Yeah. I was I at a wedding had. where the majority, if not all <laughs> oh of the God. groomsmen yeah. had slept with oh, the wife. groomsmen. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like she kind of just filtered through in college and mm-hmm. picked one in the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did she have their names on the back of her wedding gown? <laughs> like sponsors? <laughs> <On the train>. yeah. <laughs> 
Um, I went to that same exact wedding, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was it was really funny looking up on, on the dais and seeing half the groomsmen knowing that they had either dated or just banged the bride. Was it, was it, um, did everyone pretty much know? They didn't know. Was yeah, it, no. I mean, it wasn't like she was shy about it. Yeah. And, uh, what about what about the groom? Did he know? Yeah. <laughs> okay. He picked the dudes. So one of these, the groom, I don't think knew. No. Because it was one of those where, not in the wedding party, but several members of the audience okay. uh, had. Uh, yes. the priest. What uh, about your wedding, Preston? Was there anybody at your wedding that you would hooked up with? Uh, yes. Besides your wife? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm not asking who. No, I'm sorry. My old girlfriend. Uh, a couple of my old girlfriends. Well, no, not the, not the wedding. The one who wrote your essays? One. No, no, she I no don't know what ended up happening to her. Uh and I don't know if anybody Rochelle or had, rubber had been with uh was at our wedding or not. I maybe. I'm not really sure because I don't know all the people uh This is the beginning of a new chapter of her love. friends. You don't care about that. That's all in the past at yeah, this point. Totally. You're moving it's on. It's a new day. Yeah, exactly. Uh but apparently wearing red supposedly signals that you've banged the, the groom. Hmm. So I don't know if you I like it. a red tuxedo, that would meant you banged the bride. <laughs> okay. Not really sure. Or you love Dumb and Dumber. All right, uh, so we'll stream somewhere else. More to stream. A debate has been sparked over whether wearing headphones while at work is rude and antisocial <laughs> or allows for greater levels of concentration. Uh, it's, this is from uh, Debritz which is the 250-year-old British etiquette Bible. I say, who's wearing headphones or earbuds? It has tried to settle the debate once and for all, ruling that headphones should largely be avoided while at work. So I, it, it, it comes across as antisocial. Is the most antisocial move to go listen to that music in your car? Uh, probably. Yeah. yeah, if you just leave. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you're not there to be social. Um, I had a friend who just posted about this, um, and I guess people at work were giving her a hard time because um, they sit in, like, an open area. So she said there's a lot of noise and different conversations. Right. And so she puts headphones on so that she can concentrate, and they were, gave her a really hard time, and, and her boss asked her not to do it. Wouldn't it be up to the individual? I mean, like, if you're a better worker with headphones on yeah, and you're more productive. Yeah, that's what she was saying. Yeah, like, I, I think better, and I concentrate more if I'm listening to music. I know some people don't. So they'd rather not have headphones on. But like if I'm going to try to like buckle down and get some stuff done for a little bit, I like putting headphones on so that I can concentrate because otherwise there's just a lot of stuff going on and I get distracted by it. I think in open business designs where there's like this cacophony of stuff going on, you know, the floor plans, mm-hmm. I think I think that's perfectly fine. I think when you're in a job that requires you to constantly be in communication with other people, mm-hmm. that can be an issue. Well, I mean, you're wearing headphones right now. I think it's pretty rude. <laughs> <laughs> so rude. Uh, no, listen, uh, Nick and Casey wear headphones mm-hmm. in the morning, and I do find it annoying when I'm trying to get attention right? Uh, and can't. Uh, so, or Casey, so what you brought the symbols in for? You were, you were walking by, uh, <laughs> down the hall, and I yelled down to you. And when, today? No, it was like three four days ago, okay. or last week. And um, I said something to you, and you just made the turn and went and went down the hall. And obviously, you didn't hear me because you had uh, I and I couldn't see if you had. Well, I know that you get annoyed, on. so I try to whenever you enter. the Oh, room, I know I, you turn it off immediately, I take the headphones and off I appreciate that because yeah. usually time's a little bit short. If there's communication, we need to get information to you. You know, uh, we need to do that. Do you know what help that large? Pickleball paddle yeah, that right. I was talking about earlier to be able to just slam it on someone's head yeah. and right. get their attention. By the way, do you want to explain that for those who have not seen oh, that? Oh, okay. Yet? So it's a great video floating around. It's people playing pickleball, and they have this large, and hopefully, uh, if you know of anywhere to get this, I would <laughs> love to get it. 
a large pickleball, and it looks like a large, almost like beach ball. And paddles. Did you see the video, Kathy? Well, so here's the thing. Let me just tell you a funny story. So I saw. I want to play the game. I saw this video, and I sent the link to all you guys. So I was like, oh, this could be good for, uh, you know, one of our events or something. And Casey had messaged me. Uh, and said, I just sent you this video. So he saw it. And then, Steve, yesterday you had been searching to purchase it. So apparently we all think alike. Yeah. We do. It looks so <laughs> stupid and fun. Uh, by the way, the ball is about, I don't know, seven feet tall, six, yeah. seven feet tall. It's huge. You texted last night thinking that it was fake. And Preston, I said, no, I saw it on Sports Center. I think it's real. Now that I'm watching it again, yep. I, th- I think it's fake. It looks you like do? CGI. It looks like it does. It's... Yep. The, 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 this, ball the shadows. Fake. And the ball do not look uh, very real to me. Yeah, I agree. I think it could be done. On my phone, it looked real. But on yep. a bigger screen, the ball does not look real to me. <laughs> yep. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm reading it. Yeah, I don't think it's real. You want it, you want it to be I want, real. I, I, I want it to be real. <laughs> I want it to be the realest thing ever. Uh, but it's a, it's a giant inflatable. It looks like a tennis ball. Because uh, it's got the seams on it and everything. And But the way that the paddles are moving... Uh, in this video, it just uh, it doesn't look natural. It looks like uh, it's off a if little. If you had bit. that ball filled with a little bit of helium, I think you could. Pu- All right, we have to build it ourselves. Always yeah. up to us. I mean, the, the it's top. How two, we went to the moon, we had to do it. The top two uh, comments say, "Do people actually believe this is real?" And then yeah. the second one says, "This is PS3 level graphics." Yeah. So for whatever they're worth, I don't know. Well, somebody needs to make that. Yeah, yeah. it looks pretty good to me. I don't think it's legit, but I think someone needs to make it. I want to play it when they make it. <sighs> I want to fight you. I want to kiss you. I want to kiss you, pickleball. I want to fight you. And then I want to kiss you. I'm all all over the place. I'm conflicted. I want to fight you, and then I want to kiss you. Um, I don't want to talk to you. So it's a third uh, level. Yeah. Uh, So anyhow, headphones at work. uh, According to this, uh, these etiquette uh, specialists, it's 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 leaning more towards. Rude, but if you're in the right scenario, then it should be. So okay. headlights at day, everything okay. Everything headlights okay. at night, yeah, it's a big fright. It- <laughs> headlights? No, <laughs> headlights at night, you're all everything's right. all right. Everything's all right. Headlights right. at day, what the hey? <laughs> I thought we were talking about headphones. Uh, yeah, we, we were. were talking about headphones. Oh, it switched I'm, to I'm headlights. So confused. Come it's on. the stream of consciousness. Yeah, there. exactly. Come on. Anything can happen, Nick. I got the like our usual gibberish. By those balls. Speaking of which, we're moving on. One former hotel manager has revealed exactly why you should avoid lathering up your locks in anything from your hotel shower. Oh, boy. Here you go. I never use anything from the hotel. Really? Yeah. I bring every my all my own stuff. Okay. You and wouldn't use that public shampoo and public... Uh... Reasoning, reason behind that. Not because it's gross, um, okay. because it's probably not going to be best for my hair, and okay. I'm going to end up looking like uh, I'm homeless. <laughs> All right, I was wondering that. All right, so Melissa Hanks, an ex-hotel boss, frequently takes to TikTok to share with her followers the ins and outs of the industry and provide some life-saving uh, advice, she says, uh, to unknowing travelers in one Video, the former hotel manager revealed why guests should avoid using certain hotel toiletries, and the reason is pretty gross. Oh, no. She said, I will never use these refillable shampoo and conditioner bottles that are in the shower. But I love those. She said, well, people can put anything in them, and I've seen Nair and God oh, knows ew, what else in there. Come on. She said, if you're not familiar with Nair, it's a hair removal cream that works by dissolving hair so you can wipe it away. Uh, and it doesn't stop there. The overlaid text in the video went on to claim that Melissa had even seen bodily fluids in the unsecured bottles. You mean like poop? No, like diarrhea. Uh, I'm thinking this semen. 
Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, such bottles can be unscrewed, she said, and Melissa knows. But that's what I'm assuming. I'm, I'm, it's that's assumption. what I'm hoping. But, like, come on. I mean... Who's going to do I, that? I, well, listen. There, a lot there's, of semen. There are some really creepy people out there. Yes. Yeah. Some idiots. Uh, yep. Uh, so she said that she went on to show another type of uh, toiletry pump, which is safe to use as it can be securely locked and only refilled or emptied by staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Sometimes they do have in the shower, they'll have essentially dispensers. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're affixed to the yeah. shower wall and that, that they're clearly, they're not ripping that off every time they replace the uh, the fluid in it. Uh, I kind of like those. I don't know. On a side note here, Preston, um, there was uh, an Instagram post of Gilbert Godfrey's uh, grave marker. I guess it is. I don't know. He's, I don't know what he, he did. I assume he was buried. There's a little marker. But there are um, fans have been putting things around the perimeter and they put little... Shower, uh, little hotel shampoos oh. because that was Gilbert's thing. Okay. He used to collect them all the time from, and he had Aww. this huge collection of shower shampoos. When I was a kid, I used to steal all of them. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. I yeah. loved having them. I know, but I mean, yeah. I would just, you know, I'd take them. I'd take them home and, yeah. you know, and of course, my son Carter is almost a carbon copy of me and he <laughs> does the same thing. I, I do the same thing, but I'm wondering for these refillable ones, if people actually bring things with them to empty these into their own personal oh, containers. maybe. And then they replace it with semen. No, <laughs> not, I didn't want to go that far. I'm going to be here for a while. Uh, this thing's holds yeah, about half bet, a quart. I'll bet you there's some pretty cheap people who want to, you know. Oh, my God. Steal stuff like that. That's or, you know. This one of the standard. They, they're people who are like legendary for just cleaning out everything. Sure, it's taking the robe, taking everything that they can. If it's not nailed down, they take it. Yep, anything that's complimentary. We used to take uh, when I was a kid, or this was uh, my uncle and you know family. Um, they used to have uh, ice buckets that would have a logo on it. Yeah. You know, it'd be like a Holiday Inn ice yeah. bucket, the Sheraton ice buckets. We we had tons of those at my really? house. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. I would just take them. What you could take are those toiletries, right? The the personal toiletries. You could take all of those. Uh, the pen, the, the pad of paper. The pad, they they yeah. kind of right? encourage you to yep. do that because that's an advertisement that they hope lives on. What else the, can you the take? The toilet. If you, you have to- a, if you have the proper uh, we equipment. To, we used to keep the keys when you get an actual key with the big <laughs> tag on it. I used to love those keys. Those, those key hotel tags. keys. Yeah. Marissa's holding up her shoe. I don't know why. Oh, the, 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 <laughs> fli- the slippers? Ah. Yes, the slippers. Oh, no kidding. Mm-hmm. Okay. Again, uh, advertisement. You do have to pay for them. Hey, how come your uh, mic light is not? Oh, I don't know, Steve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gotta get the, gotta get the Rodney, all the stuff in, like, I, to me, like, that's just what, like, the, the slippers, they're not good quality. The Like, none of it's good quality. I'm not going to take it. Right. Yeah, but you never know when you might need a disposable slipper Do you know of like, some sort to take with you somewhere. At some hotels, Casey, a lot of the people will put out free samples of food outside their doors. Yeah. <laughs> you take that. And, and those, those are often very interesting. Oh, no, my but God. I will take those, uh, the shampoos and the conditioners and the body washes just on the off chance I get to a point in, at, at home where we're out of shampoo. We're out of, I'm like, oh, my God. And, and it's always when I get into the shower, I'm like, there's nothing in here. This is yeah. bull crap. And then I have to go out like, oh, oh we're out of semen. Yeah. Kathy, I think these slippers are like from a nice place. Yeah. And that's why you take them. Like if you yes. happen to I mean, to even be nice hotels, though, they have like the flat bottom. They're not yeah. comfy. Do you like, know anyone who's ever, been, who's ever been billed after fact for, I know someone no. who, who took, I guess it was a pretty decent quality robe and got, got an billed. additional charge on their credit card because they 
they stole the rope. I yeah. I used a towel once to, like, wrap up something fragile that I'd taken, and they charged, they charged me for you? the towel. Yeah. No kidding? Yes. What? Wow. But okay. so I've been collecting those shampoos for years. <laughs> I know. I was You're like Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah. No, I saw this one thing on Martha Stewart. Remember when she said that show, like a daily show? Yeah. And she was like, get a, a pretty glass container and put the shampoos in it so you kind of, like, have <clears throat> memories of all the uh, hotels that you stayed at. Here's something I like to do. I get a big... Big flask and fill it with semen and put my little ones in there. Do you still do you still have this? Yes, they're under my sink in my bathroom, and I've never bought the glass container. Oh, you got to do that. <laughs> Are you going to be I actually know. remember? Oh, yeah, this is the hotel that I stayed at when I. Well, when I started collecting them, they actually had the name of the hotels on them. Now they don't even have to that be, anymore. That was always, and that was part of the thing, Preston. When you grab the keys, it would have. Sometimes it'd have the the, the cool logo mm-hmm. of the the large thing. What do you get now? You get one of those cards that they activate and then deactivate the second. Yeah, but you leave. now they they say take them. Like when we were at Universal, they were like, "Nope, it's a keepsake. You can keep it if you want because okay. it has it had our names on it and everything." Right. Yeah. I have Steve. When you and I went to Boston uh, to meet with our then owner of the of the radio station uh, for a dinner, and they put us up in the Four Seasons. It's nice. <laughs> I took the bar of soap from there. <laughs> Because it was really, it smelled so good, Kathy. You would have loved it. And it was our, I didn't, it, I didn't use it. It was like an extra bar, so it was wrapped up. I still have that. Nice. I've never used it. And I, my intention was, I'm going to get this product. I'm going to start buying this soap. Haberdasher. <laughs> haven't done anything with that. Um, hang on a second. Let me go to Jerry. Hi, Jerry. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. How are you doing? Great. What's up, buddy? I uh, got a friend of ours who's a sales rep, and he does a lot of traveling. Goes to uh, spends a lot of time in hotels, and the things he's taken out of these hotels is amazing. Uh, coffee makers. What he's taken? Yeah, coffee makers. He's taken, and then he calls the the lobby. And says, "You know what? I'm not a coffee maker up here." Uh, oh, he's taken medicine balls from the gym. They're your complimentary room medicine ball. Yeah. He also, uh, when he's on the road once in a while, he know, the uh, the chain that offer the free breakfast. He'll just walk in, you know, amble through the lobby, and then go into the kitchen area and then help himself. Um, I kind of don't like your friend, though he is yeah. kind of a genius. Does he get charged for anything? Uh, no. Wait, he just goes yeah. to random hotels for their free breakfast? No, no, no. He's a sales rep. Oh, he'll do that too. Uh, he'll be on the road. So he'll know that he's on the road and that, that this Marriott over here has a free breakfast that's pretty good. I'm going to swing by that place and get a, get a free breakfast. He knows he spends a lot of time on the road, so he knows what they do and how they handle these. And just people, right. he just walks through like he's... he's Quick uh, question. Do you have medicine balls? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. funny because I actually thought there's a hotel that I drive past on my way into work every morning, and I know that it's the type of hotel that has a free Continental breakfast. Continental breakfast. And yeah. I, you know, in my mind, I was like, I should pop in there and, you know, grab myself a bagel or something, you know? Because yeah. it's 5 o'clock in the morning. They're, you know, they're, people aren't, like, no, watching it. You're right, Case. They don't pay attention. Well, that's actually a a good point. Preston, to your point about the keys, the old-style keys, we checked out of a hotel when we were moving back to Long Island and getting into our house. We had to wait for the people who had rented the house to move out for us to move back in. Long story short. Anyway, we kept the keys from the hotel we had stayed at. And so you'd put them in your bathing suit with the the you know the thing pointing out to kind of indicate you're staying at the hotel and go use. This is as low rent as you could possibly do to go use the hotel pool, and we'd do it. 
And some of it reminds me a little bit of Up in the Air, George Clooney's character. Yes. Because he gets all the perks yeah. uh, uh, just from staying in these places. And he, and he has these uh, rewards programs and all that. And he, they're sitting down to dinner and he's ordered like eight <laughs> plates of food because he needs to use up his allotment. And why not? My father was in every one of those from the Earth to the Sun Club. And, all you know, and M- Miles traveled. And so we'd get free uh, airline tickets and f- all those tchotchkes, Pre- uh, Preston, all those travel yeah. tchotchkes, tons yeah. of them. Some about it, you know, it's free, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, hang on, Linda has something. Hey, Linda, good morning. Hi, this is really strange. Do you remember the George Washington Lodges? Yes, the Motor Lodges. The Motor Lodges, yeah. yeah. So uh, they actually had entertainment in them. My husband used to perform, you know, play keyboards and sing and all that. So they had these round serving trays in, in, in the lounge. <laughs> That the waitresses would, you know, go, yeah. go around taking the drinks. Well, I said, oh, wow, I have two service dogs. I did then, too, and my husband and myself. And I said, you know, this, the water bowl would fit great. <laughs> to this day, I still have that round tray <laughs> with the dog water bowl on it. That's correct. <laughs> does, it, does it say Washington uh, Hotel on it? Well, you know what? I don't know. I, I can't see it, but <laughs> next time somebody comes <laughs> and it would be faded, I would imagine. If it does, I'll, oh, my God, that would be amazing. That's great. So the George Washington Motor Lodge, Thank they you. have the uh, Motor Lodge and Convention Center, and the, you, it's where the Home Depot and Walmart and, and uh, Wegmans is now off of 202. Steve, that's where the Doc Gooden and Daryl Strawberry. Oh, that's oh, where yeah. you made the happen. incredible, the famous purchase. Yeah. Nick, it's funny because... On the show Collectors Call, they uh, this um, fascination with hotel collectibles actually is big in the airline industry. And they had a guy's multi-million dollar collection. Actually, uh, movie studios will go to his collection because he has the, the, like the cabin of a oh, 747 setup. Okay. The authentic chairs, the authentic yeah. large trays when they used to give you a full meal with silverware. And, right. Uh, because they're, they're, they're all this retro stuff. But there's tons of collectibles very similar to like little, you know, you'd get if you were going first class, they'd give you a little packet of stuff with toiletries and things complimentary, and it's it's very nostalgic. But right. they're worth a lot these days. All right, let me go to one more call. We're gonna have to break here in a second. I'm gonna go to Gary. Hey, Gary. Good morning. Hi, you guys rock. Oh, Hi, Gary. Oh, Gary. Thanks. What's up, man? <laughs> uh, I was on my honeymoon 31 years ago in Aruba, and we took a little clay pot that held. Uh, cotton balls that said Aruba painted on it, and we took it from the room, figuring yes. it was for us. Yeah, and we got home. We got charged fifteen dollars on our credit card. So that, that's my home. that's my guess, uh, Gary. That in a number of situations, some hotels, I guess they they kind of figure they put the stuff in the room, figuring it's going to walk out, and then others are like, nope, 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 and you get charged. Oh, Gary. Yep. Don't have it to this day. Thanks, <laughs> there's a There's a book. It's, um, you know, it's not based on any fact, but uh, in the book, they work at a hotel, and the women have to go in and check uh, little little things like that, little dishes, and there's there's a checklist for each room, and if it's missing, it gets circled, they take it to the desk, and they charge the guests that have stayed there. Have you ever taken out some of the, uh, like, they'll have the the, uh, the food, the little, con- you know, compliment, well, not complimentary. Yeah, and then put it back. So when you, yeah, when you take it out, and then it registers as being yeah, if you take taken, it out for and like it'll a, charge you, yeah. yeah if you take Wasn't it out the, for, like, a certain amount of time, yeah, yeah. And, yeah you Wasn't can't the Borgata that way for a while? I, I think so, yeah. I don't know if they still are or not, but, like, yeah, you lifted it up 
up. Yeah. And, and it was sold. Yeah. I might as well I, drink it or eat it. Yeah. I didn't know that. And I, I did a press junket in, in L.A. years ago. And, and I <laughs> cleared out a whole bunch. And then I went to a bodega around That'll the That'll be $31,000. <laughs> and I replaced everything that I bought. And I don't, you know what, but I don't know if I ended up getting charged for it. <laughs> uh, one last call. I want to go to this. Chris. Hi, Chris. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, so I was just at the doctor's the other day, and I had to get a physical. And the doctor says I need to start stop masturbating. I said, "Hi, man." Okay, thank you. <laughs> Is that the point of the call? Bill doesn't like that word, so I dumped yeah. out on it. Uh, All right. Anyway, we got some drinks. It's okay, man. You tried your best, and yeah. we're going to have you middle tonight, and then you'll be the headliner on the weekend. <laughs> We got. Yeah. We really got to take a break. Though. I used the word in the dictionary, so I thought it was legal. Yeah, no, it should be. Know, You're know. exactly right. All right, real quick, we're out of time, Chris. What's your story? You wanted to share something? So the, the, the shower caps. You know, you put it over. I don't have any hair, but you put them over your hair. Yep. I I I, uh, I take them. Yeah. Um, the because I make my own dough for pizza, and there's not a better cover to put over the bowl <laughs> while your dough rests. All right. So you have a practical use for yeah. the for the hairnet. I, I get it. Or shower cap, I oh, assume, yeah, is what that is. Yeah. So you got to wear uh, that, that on stage. Sense. All right. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. All right. Well, anyhow, um, this just this one hotel manager says, be wary yeah. of the refillable, uh, you know, uh, lotions and and uh, and and shampoos I, and, and conditioners. Room seventeen. I need more semen in my uh, shampoo. We'll, oh send my we'll send listener Chris up. He'll take care of it. <laughs> All right, we need to take a break because we have a couple of guests that are going to be joining us in just a moment. We're going to talk to Patricia Heaton. Uh, yeah. She's got a movie. Uh, and also from NBC Sports Philadelphia, Taryn Hatcher will be Excellent. popping in, too. So we'll be back in a second. Stay with us. Threw out all your radios for a fancy speaker that talks back to you? Well, don't forget, you can still listen to us by saying open MMR. You can even tell it you want to wake up to MMR, just like your grandpa's clock radio used to. Imagine that. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoop in and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Stephen only sells real natural earthborne diamonds. Well, you're right. But Stephen will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled. Buy real natural earthborne diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Stephen Singer Jewelers. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. First, we're going to welcome our guest on the phone line. Uh, we love her. She's been on the show uh, many times with us. She's been in shows that we love, including The Middle. We love it. Charlie McDermott, our local buddy uh, from that show, but also tons of great movies and one coming out called Mending the Line. It opens on th- in theaters on uh, Friday. Uh, Brian Cox is in this. She is in this. So let's welcome her now. Please give some love to Patricia Heaton. Yay. Hello. 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 Hello
Hello, Patricia. Hey, Good morning. Hi, Steve. Nice to have you on again. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. And I, you know what I failed to mention in your credits is, is we share something. We also endorse Acme Supermarket, and I know that you have a history <laughs> with that as well. <laughs> They used yes, to love those commercials. Right. <laughs> no, but listen, um, real quick, before we get into uh, mending the line, uh, Casey said he was speaking to you off air a moment ago, and I mentioned Charlie McDermott from The Middle. We haven't talked to Charlie in a few years, and uh, you were telling Casey he, he no longer lives in the U.S.? Well, he, he goes back and forth. He uh, is in England oh, with wow. his wife. And his new son. Oh, see, see, he was uh, he was a, he would come in on the show all the time. Loves having hang out. Obviously, he's a local guy, so he was royalty here, yeah. and uh, we had no idea. So we're glad to hear he's doing well. Yeah, we'll have to reach out to yeah. him. Yeah, and you know, he just directed our other castmate Eden Share, who played Sue. <laughs> yes. Love her on the middle. Yeah, uh, he directed her in a one woman show that is going to be at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in Scotland oh. in August. I love all that stuff. And we would we'd be promoting yeah. this if we uh, now we, we will. That's all right, very we, then cool. we got to reach out to to both of those guys yeah. and get him on because he was just yeah. starting to dabble in directing, and she came in and recited the periodic table of elements for us. She's very very smart. so. It's it's, it's all <laughs> yes. good. Mm-hmm. I want to uh, ask you about the movie because it looks very powerful. Mending the line, um, as you said, Brian Cox is in it, and Cinqua Walls. I think we're also executive producers on it. It's, it's a story about uh, dealing with uh, trauma and uh, and veterans dealing with post traumatic stress. And give us give us a thumbnail of what we can expect with uh, mending the line. Mending the line was just a joy to do. Uh, getting to work with Brian Cox, of course, and then Cinqua shooting it in Bozeman. Uh, you know what was not to like about doing this movie? Great um, uh, uh, cast and. You know, I work a lot with the Gary Sinise Foundation, who builds a a lot of homes for wounded vets, works a lot with mental health. And I think that the subject of mental health has come to the forefront in our country, especially since the pandemic. And, of course, the veterans have always dealt with this. And we as a country have not always paid as much attention to that as we need to. But I think that's happening more now. And I think that's why this movie is so timely. And it's moving and it's. You know, it's serious, but it's hopeful. It's a beautiful movie. The performances are wonderful. So I think your audience will really enjoy it. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm involved with it, and as show members are as well, a, a charity called uh, It's Alpha Bravo Canine, and they provide service dogs for, for veterans mm-hmm. who deal with post-traumatic stress. And so a lot of what, you know, this deals with sits right in that in that wheelhouse. It's And one of yeah. the reviews was uh, was very effusive. Uh, called it a thoughtful, very thoughtful look at healing. And it, it, it basically what happens. And correct me if I'm wrong, but Brian Cox's character Ike introduces another veteran, Cinqua <laughs> uh, Walls, his character Coulter, to fly fishing, which on the surface seems like kind of a superficial thing. But I know so many people in my own life who find that the most zen thing you can do is to go out there and fly fish. Uh, have you it's have you beautiful have you partaken yes, i spent yes i spent a lot of time in montana uh the last 10 years we would go every year with the family and fly fishing was a part of that and um it is so beautiful to be near water first of all yeah. water is very salubrious in just the sound of it and the sight of it and to be and you have to be very quiet you know you're usually out somewhere um, that's a little more remote, and it requires a lot of patience. 
and a lot of just focus. And it's a calming, calming activity. And uh, so I, it's it's really this wonderful combination in the movie of that whole activity plus dealing with veterans and trauma and relationship. Brian and, and Cinco have this, you know, developed this beautiful relationship throughout the movie. Um, so it, it's just a great, great uh, a, a film experience. Uh, Patricia, you've, uh, I see you play a doctor in this. Your Dr. Burke is your character and looking at your credit list, you've played a doctor a number of times and I was going to ask when you sign up for a role, when you get accepted for a role as a doctor, if dialogue might be an issue, but you just said salubrious. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's not a problem for you. <laughs> I'm married to a very educated Brit. <laughs> no, That's but I, right. I, Steve and I have, on, on a handful of occasions, have had to try to memorize dialogue, and we just can't do it. We we cannot do it. For We're We're terrible. And I can imagine if the technical jargon is in there, it makes it even that much more complex. You know, it's funny because the very first, one of the first roles I got when I moved to Hollywood was to play a doctor on this show, 30-something. Yeah, I loved it. And... Yes, and it was before I had kids, and I didn't know how to say the word epidural. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I hadn't had one yet. I, I, I ended up having four epidurals. Oh, jeez. Um, but, um, yes, yeah, so I had to ask the writers how to say, make sure I was pronouncing that correctly. So, uh, yeah, I've come a long way since then. Nice. Well, I have to say you have Brian Cox in the movie and as uh, the star, also uh, executive producer, that career's on fire. What was uh, what was the experience oh like goodness. working with him? Well, when I saw that he was going to be in it, I said, okay, I don't care if I have to play his Cocker Spaniel. I just, <laughs> just, just want to be in that movie because I had a couple scenes with him. And the very first scene that we shot, when it, the camera turned around on me, uh, you know, immediately... Like, even after all these years of working, I was just like, <laughs> and I, you know, I said my first speech and then they cut and the director says, okay, let's, let's take that again, which is code for like, yeah, you can do better. <laughs> and, um, so, and I just leaned into Brian. We were across a desk from each other and I said, I hate acting so much. <laughs> and he said, it's the hardest thing anybody can do and only realize this. <laughs> so he was so sweet and supportive. And then from then on, it was smooth sailing. No, that's, that's cool. Awesome. And because he, he's, he's, listen, we, we, I remember him. He was the first Hannibal Lecter. He, you know, he, yeah. he's an yeah. intense guy. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. He's very candid about, about the profession, but he's got that thing. He's got that intrinsic thing that just got translates that on thing. screen. Yeah. And he only had one scene in that movie, playing yeah. Hannibal Lecter, yeah. before Anthony Hopkins, you know, recreated the role. And my husband and I uh, sat in front of him at the Emmys one year. And when we saw him, we just said, oh, my God. <laughs> we were just, you know, bowing and scraping. And we had this lovely conversation. Now, this was probably 20 years ago. And when I came on set uh, for Mending the Line, I said, Brian, I don't know if you remember, because I remember you very well. You and your husband, we had a lovely conversation. So that was real. That's cool. That's cool that he would remember. 
Uh, I just a quick question because I know you, you you know obviously you've had you know, Ray Romano as a TV husband, you've had Neil Flynn as a TV husband. When when you see them off on other shows or other movies with other TV or movie wives, is there a little bit of he's cheating on me going through your mind? <laughs> mm. Actually, even being on Raymond, and in early on, maybe after the third season or something, he was going off to do a movie, and somebody, some actress was playing his wife, right? And I, we were talking about it, and I said to him, oh, my gosh. I said, I, I'm suddenly feeling jealous. Like, what is going on here? I don't want you to have another wife. And um, so it is this weird kind of bond that you have. It's, it's, it's like a, you're possessive. You know, yes, um, and it's it's an interesting phenomenon. But he's had such a wonderful career since mm. Raymond. It's it's great to see he and Brad Garrett have oh. been doing great great work. You've worked with a lot of great people. Uh, well, mending the line opens in theaters on Friday. It does look like a great movie, so uh, we're excited for you, and uh, we hope everything is good in your world. And we'll talk to you again soon. Okay, Patricia. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. You got yeah. it anytime. Take care, Patricia. Here. Yeah. Movie's called Mending the Line. It opens on Friday. She's great. Uh, so is our next guest. Yes. Who's in our studio. <laughs> and this is really cool how this uh, this came to be. Uh, and I'll explain it in just a moment. But if you watch NBC Sports Philadelphia, you certainly have seen her all over. Philly Sixers, Flyers. Please give some love to Taryn Hatcher yeah! this morning. Hi, guys. Hello, Taryn. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me on. I know I said this before, but this is the equivalent of, like, <laughs> me doing sideline at the Super Bowl for my mom. She has this, like, uh, waterproof radio that she got when I was in middle school. That's It's like a white and pink, probably like a Barbie radio that's so old the <laughs> design has worn off. Yeah. Because she would listen to you guys in the back. Bathroom, she would get ready every morning, oh, and it Jesus. slowed her down so much. And I know she's listening to us right now at the hospital <laughs> where she's working. Uh, like that, we would we'd be sitting there like, "Mom, I know you're like this is funny, but you kind of got to get like out of the way so we can get ready for school." So she deprived you of an actual full education because of the show. No, she deprived me of straightening my hair all oh. the way so that I could go to middle school and try to look cute because she was listening to you guys and laughing at you guys. It was oh. I, I like my whole. Middle school through high school, listening to President Steve oh, that's on awesome. the white plastic shower radio. <laughs> What's your mom's name? Connie. Connie. Hi, Connie. Hi, Connie. <laughs> we love you. Where'd you go to middle school, high school? Delran. Oh. Yeah. Good old public school gal. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a public school gal myself, too. <laughs> are you? I am. The, it best was, of, yeah. the best of them always are. Saying. Uh, well, listen, I, got, I, I want to, to relay the story of, of how you ended up, uh, you know, okay. coming by the show this morning. So, uh, a little while back, uh, we did the Keenan's live broadcast, and afterwards, uh, our buddy uh, Tyrone Johnson from uh, the, the Fanatic down the yeah. hall, uh, he came down, got up on stage, helped us out. We had a great time, and afterwards, we went out and got a bite to eat. We went to Surf and Pig, and we're sitting there, and somewhere in that hour and a half, whatever, the conversation dipped into Vanderpump Rules, and I don't even know how we got there. Uh, because I think I had finally revealed to you that I, because you were insistent on reporting on the Vanderpump yes. Rules people. And I haven't watched any of it. No, so I was like, okay, I gotta I gotta give, I gotta give it a shot. So I literally went back to season one, episode one, to just... Oh, did like, you? Oh, yeah, I was like, yeah. all right, I gotta see what this is all about. And, uh, and so I revealed this to you at breakfast, and yeah. I started to talk about how I just... I didn't like these people. Uh, like, I, I really had a disdain for all of them, especially this woman uh, named Stasi. Season one Stasi is 
so savage, though. Like, I don't think you could put that person on television today. But my friend Courtney uh, promised me that Stasi fades out after season two, which I was like, well, that's great, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it that far. And then Tyrone then revealed. Tyrone jumped in, and Tyrone has a way of dominating the conversation, I have found. If you're sitting at a table with him, he's going to be the guy you hear the most, without mm-hmm. question. He's a talker, which yeah. is great. Yep. And he starts diving into the whole oh history <laughs> of the relationships and yeah. these people. And I don't understand a word coming out of his mouth. Yeah. And then know, his wife, by the way. I don't know. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. both talking about it. I don't know anything about this show. <laughs> he's a big Vanderpump Rules fan? I have no idea. None. What no idea. Hell? And he's schooling Casey on why he needs to watch it and give it the time and all that stuff. So I relayed that on the air. And then uh, Taryn tweeted, my mom called me. <laughs> To tell me that Preston and Steve, her longtime favorite show, was talking about Vanderpump Rules, my longtime favorite show, and Tyrone Johnson's affinity for the program. It was so unexpected and delightful, I just had to share. (laughs) And then she wrote hashtag Team Ariana forever. Forever. All right, so Ariana Maddox? Is that? Yeah, okay. Also, what a name. Like, what a cool name, Ariana Maddox. Like, even... You know, I'm not, I love the show because it's ridiculous. Like, it is so, no, I don't think anybody watches this show and thinks, like, this is real. It's their real life. It's like the Kardashians. It's it's what they called, to us, when they pitched a reality show to us a couple times, structured reality. reality. So I think these people. Which means scripted. Yes. I think these people, their actual problems, when they, they've had a couple of seasons where it's very structured and scripted and they're total duds of seasons. Like, leading up to this season, they'd had like two or three in a row duds because they're like bringing in new people and then you kind of have to like have call times for this person who would never be friends with this person to film together and you can tell. Right, right, right. Especially if you work in TV, like, you know how the meat's made. It doesn't make any... These two people will never be together. Right. Um, but when they have the actual real issues, like this whole cheating thing. The Sandoval. So that was. Scandoval. Scandoval. So that was, yeah. in, that was in the news <laughs> and Preston's reporting it. I know for a fact he knows nothing about it. Uh, I know. Uh, here's what I know a, about a Sandoval. S- percentage more. The guy looks like a slimy porn actor. Uh, and, and so we don't know any of this, but apparently this. This was huge because it would not leave entertainment news for like two weeks straight. It was on CNN. That's where I saw. I was on Twitter. I was on Twitter where I normally go for like, you know, I'll I'll see actual news. I'll see sports news on Twitter. But I don't really get entertainment news as much on Twitter. Right. You go to Instagram and that's where I kind of get my Vanderpump or Housewives or whatever. And I'm on Twitter and it's CNN and it's Tom Sandoval. I'm like, why am I looking at Tom Sandoval's face on yeah. CNN? It was so weird. He looks like they call him a worm with a mustache. Yeah. yeah. Oh Even that's flattering. Yeah. So we had, uh, Preston had been reporting on the Vanderpump thing, scandal. Yeah, and it's from the service, you yeah. know. So I'm just, I'm seeing these things pop up quite a bit. I'm like, okay, people are watching this. I'll, I'll, I'll mention the And it's a big, it's a, it's a cheating yeah. scandal, And then I right? just, I asked everybody in the room, I said, have you? How many minutes of, of Vanderpump Rules have each of you guys watched? And each and every single one of us have watched zero, at that point, zero minutes of, of mm-hmm. Vanderpump Rules. I'm like, well, then why are we, I'm like, I don't dislike these people because I don't know these people. Why are we even reporting on this if none of us even actually has it? Because we have to think outside the room. At least, at least we have all watched a little bit of the Kardashians and we can pick the Kardashians out of a lineup. We couldn't pick any of these yeah, people. Any of them. Yeah. Any of them. I'm like, why are we even wasting our time with these people? And then the show's popular, though. And That's then why. I, yeah. I know. But it's, well, then we needed to educate ourselves. So right. I started to educate myself on this and I was like, okay, I 
and I don't like feeling like this. I don't. I, I hate these you people. You love this show. <laughs> I hate these people, except for Lisa. Lisa seemed well, like she's pretty okay. Mm. No? No. Okay. All right. Karen says no. For the record, I'm almost, I'm the opposite of you. Where like, I kind of can't watch the Kardashians. It's, I, I don't dislike oh, we it. we don't either. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's, it feels a little fake and then also so unobtainable and disconnected right, right. from So are reality. you a Vanderpumpy or what, how would you call, what's the label oh of gosh, a Vanderpump fan? I don't fan? even know what well, the did, label is. Did you see the, did you see oh, yeah. the, the comparison to uh, Friends? Yes. So like people who, who, who watch Friends and didn't, doesn't know anything about Vanderpump Rules, you kind of, for me, I was like, okay, I get why now people are caring so much. It is, it's, uh, yes, yeah, so the comparison was, it's like um, Chandler was cheating on Monica with Rachel. Oh. And Joey knew for eight months and didn't tell anyone. So that the, was the dynamic with uh, Scandaval. Yes, with Ariana, the mistress is Raquel, and Tom. The only difference is, is Tom, to your point, and I think this is why so many people care a lot, even people who watched the show like 10 years ago when it started and then kind of petered off and are just kind of seeing this and jumping back in, is to your point, Tom from the get-go has been a fairly off-putting character who also... Like his his ex would do crappy things, Kristen, right. and then he would do something really crappy, but it happened before or whatever. So he'd get buried, and Tom would be like, "Yeah, but yours is worse." He was just always off putting, but there's nothing to put you over the edge and feel justified and like really hey, disliking. So this, this gave guy. you the validation for years of pent up hatred. Yes, it's like the okay. exciting incident in a book, How? and this is the climax, and now All we're getting right. resolution. How long has this show been on? Since 2013. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. So, Taryn, something (laughs) that I've noticed over the last year or two is more and more people that I follow on Instagram have been going to, like, Vanderpump Rules uh, drinking parties, watch parties. Have you been to any of these watch parties? No. I need to watch... By yourself, you need. I your had, I had, I love focus. her. I had Natalie Eganoff over to yeah. watch. She's one. She's like yes. my best friend in the world. Yeah, she's but great. she's not really watched either, and so, but she wants to get into it. So there's this whole list of like the, the, the shows you should watch, just the episodes that you should watch if you want to prepare yourself for the reunion where this guy just gets eviscerated and he deserves it. And uh, and Natalie didn't do it beforehand, which didn't she, surprise she putting, me. It, it surprises me. Is I, I would imagine Natalie would be. Not into this. Uh, is she is she coming over to the dark side? She came over my house to watch the reunion, and I like made dinner and we had yeah. wine. And she asked the thousand and one questions, and I was happy to answer them. But I was like, okay, we got to pause because I'm not going to talk about this. <laughs> <thing."> <laughs> <laughs> I'm missing it. And you learned a lesson of not to watch it with Natalie again. Well, then I I, I was polite and I was like, hey, do you want to come over for part two? And she was like, you know what? I think I think I'm just going to let you watch. <laughs> well, let me ask you because. I keep I keep a prize of stuff because you know cause you just have to have a working pop culture knowledge. We talk about it all the mm-hmm. time. The guy, uh, the last time I remember the show getting a lot of press was this guy Jax Taylor. Yeah, who, and was yeah. he involved with Lisa herself? Well, he and Stassi no. were, were the when you first get into it in, in season one, episode one. Him and Stassi are boyfriend girlfriend, and believe it or not. Me and my 13-year-old, soon-to-be 14-year-old daughter got into it a little bit because she sided with Stassi and I sided with Jax. Because you sided with Jax? Because of the, oh from, the, from the get-go, she was a total bitch! <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, she goes after this uh, Sheena girl. That's I, Yeah, they were mean to Sheena. That was never right. That was so never that, right. To Sheena, me, Sheena Shea? Is that her name? Sheena yeah. Shea. Okay. She's good as gold. That, to me, indicated <laughs> who Stassi was as a human being. So, I like, yeah. even out of the relationship, and at this point, Jax hadn't done anything wrong except for, like, just be a dude, right? And she just kept telling, you're she not... got this. a stripper pregnant in Las Vegas. Did you know that, Casey? During, during season one? 
I believe that was season one. Yes, and she was telling everybody he like he got. I don't want you. I don't want my friends to be friends with him. So this whole friend group's very incestual. Like all of the of girls course. are friends. They date all the guys, and then they cheat on the guys. With each, with like, each other. Yeah. Like but I don't Mac. know this as a viewer. Like, I'm three episodes in. This Jack's stripper baby thing has not happened yet. So he's he's he's, a, he's an angel in your eyes right he's now. He's not an angel. They're all a bunch of idiots, right? I, they're they're I, all a bunch of really good-looking, except for this one girl. By the way. Which, right, which let, is the one girl? Let me guess. Right. I'm looking at all these different pictures here. <laughs> I don't know cast. her name. Uh, Kristen Dutte. Or Dodie. Dodie. Dodie Doe? Dodie. I, don't, I don't know. Here's the deal. When everybody is, like, kind of introducing themselves to the world... Danica Dow? The one girl says, yeah, we're all really good looking. And I'm like, mm, you're kind of the ugliest one of everybody, so <laughs> shut up. <laughs> shut Like, honestly, like, she was like, you're not that good looking. You just hang out with a bunch of, like, really good looking people. I think it was... I think it might have been Kristen Doody. I think it was Dodie who said that, yeah. Yeah, okay. If I remember um, right. So I don't know who these people are. I don't know who Jax is. They're all, like... Uh, bird bass shallow, right? Like, yeah. they're all super-duper shallow, and they work at this restaurant well, that you... only hires really good-looking people. But you need that. For, yeah. for, for, for these shows to work, they've got to be incredibly superficial. You've got to be able yeah. to nail the personality within a second. Yeah. Uh, but you're, yeah, you've been watching all <laughs> ten years? Uh, I the seasons that felt scripted, I was sort of you like, I, yeah, I wasn't as into it. It's also to your point, it does get really infuriating, and it also like makes me mad at people in real life. Like I'll see these people doing shady stuff, and right. I'll look at the guy I'm dating at the time and be like, "Who are you texting? <laughs> Who are you texting right now? I'm not going to ask you to show me your phone because I'm not crazy like Kristen Doty, but I want you to show me your phone right now because Kristen was right about Tom making out with Ariana at Golden Nugget, and now Tom cheated on Ariana with Raquel. Everything comes full circle. I think the thing... <laughs> I can't believe this intense conversation right now. I think the thing that All gets... the men have stood up in the room, by the way. <laughs> under, under, no, Nick's still saying. Only me and Nick. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really care. Nick's checked out, though. Nick is looking at porno. <laughs> I think the thing that gets under Casey's skin is what gets under my skin about people like this, these superficial people like this, is that they are having success with this. They're fabulously well. I hate yeah. that. I and when, hate that. And when I first met them, they were just, and, and this is nothing against anybody who, in the service, they were just servers. Yeah. They were just waitresses and bartenders, right? Yeah, but you but can't now, blame them for, for doing that. Oh, I know. You just didn't take the opportunity if it was given to you. Yeah. Well, it was never given to me. Apparently, I'm not handsome enough. And, and I don't by, know. They, Steve just said that, that we were approached for a, a scripted reality show. So. Yeah, but not really. Okay. I mean. We, well, a couple times, and, and but I mean, the, Nancy Glass production. Right, shots, right. I just can't believe Casey walked out of the room at one point and, and protested. So and now he's this into it. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. This is the only time I will be in the room oh, when we sure. talk about it. You're going to watch all of it now. I can't. That's what I'm wondering. I can't. When does he become watch. a fan? Have you watched until Ariana comes in? Have you? Uh, no, I don't think because so. Because that's the thing that I think people are attached to here. They were all just kind of like these horrible, they, they were just. They were such caricatures of what you think, like, being a starving wannabe actor in L.A. was. And then Ariana comes in and she's, like, kind of the closest thing to a moral compass who, like, has a vocabulary, uses Patricia Heaton vocabulary. You know, has things to say and seems to be more grounded in reality. She just So she's a conduit. Yeah. Yeah, she's, like, she's a bartender who then wrote a cocktail book. Like, she kind of... She Did, can write. Yeah. Or she's seen a book. Yes. Yeah. Yes. She is lit- She can read and she can write. Um, but she's the most 
nor like the most normal person of all of them. Yeah, it seems. Here's what the the show made me feel like in three episodes. A pretty girl. It made me feel like <laughs> how I felt during the third quarter of Game Seven against the Celtics this past year. That's how I feel watching it. I was so filled with rage and then just defeat. And I'm like, and I don't want to. I, I, there are a million choices of things to watch out there, and I'm not going to waste my time watching this because it doesn't make me feel good. Watching the text messages right now is interesting oh, yeah, because yeah. you're one way or the other. Okay, so there's a lot of people that do not like this, this, what we're talking about. <laughs> but I love this one. This says, listen, guys, I start my mornings before work watching you guys on YouTube. My girlfriend hates it. Today, she is locked in this conversation <laughs> because of Vanderpump. Well, well, let me ask you, uh, uh, Taryn, do you watch any other reality shows? Uh, because I find most people that watch a reality show at the level you're watching, a mm-hmm. reality show, are kind of locked and loaded on the one. Like, it's too much to handle multiple shows. But do you? Um, I, I would go on and off. Like, when I was in, like, high school or something, yeah, yeah. I probably watched more of the Housewives and stuff like that when they would come out. Before a career. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's kind of like, for me, too, I'm off during the day, and yeah. I work at night and on weekends, so I kind of, during the day, <laughs> backfill my time with, you know, I haven't watched the Ted Lasso finale yet, right. all these things, and so I, I can backfill and do my laundry and stuff like this and throw these things on the TV, okay. and that's what I'm doing. All right. Um, it just so happened that Vanderpump is so bombastic and ridiculous that I can throw it on the TV while I'm doing dishes. And still follow the plot. So I sort of get this. So I work out a lot at home uh, to QVC. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Because I want to hear people talking. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be distracted. Mm -hmm. And so, and occasionally I'll go, oh, that's a cool wall lamp. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Steal it from a hotel. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, no, so I could see that. It's like it's sort of in the background, but it's like having a quasi- Family yeah. of loathsome people yeah. with you. Because if I put on, um, like, I love Game of Thrones when it was on, or I was just watching uh, Prehistoric Planet 2 or something like yeah. that. <laughs> I love all that stuff, too, right. where it's, it's like you show. sit down, it's yeah. either informative or it's got a deep plot or whatever. Right. But I have to sit down and watch. This is something where I'm like, I vacuum while one <laughs> okay. of the idiots is oh. talking and, you know, you whatever. You're going to miss yeah. some really important dialogue, right, Terrence. Which, which well, I put the ba- subtitles on for that, don't worry. <laughs> which Vanderpump character... Is likely to send you to the vacuum. Which which of the of the people oh, on the Sandoval? Game? Always, <laughs> always. Though this is the thing. He was so. I think he was just. I feel bad just attacking another human being's character, no matter what. But he was just always so kind of insufferable. Anyway, he's an idiot too, and he's so condescending. It's yeah. like the, oh, you don't dude. get it, bro. I'm the moral compass, accountability, <laughs> bro. And you're just like you're cheating on your girlfriend, who's oh. so out of your league. Somebody texted and said he has a band they played locally, and it was terrible. Yes, uh, yeah, Tom I, Sandoval, the most. Extras. I saw footage of it. He's, he's there with his shirt off and he's his, his cheesy porn stash. Oh, Press, yeah. you, you would have loved it with the one episode where he and his girlfriend are getting ready and he's spray uh, hairspraying his hair. And, you know, he didn't like her hairspray. And he's like, it sucks. Yeah. And he just kept saying, your hair, it sucks. I don't like your hairspray. Yeah. It sucks. And I'm like, Oh my God! You're a grown man. Yeah. You're a grown man. Yeah. And you're like crying about hairspray and its quality. Oh my God! He's like anything with flex hold isn't even really hairspray. <laughs> anything with flex hold is not hairspray. And they said so. They oh. I love the so even more than the show. Sometimes we'll do like the behind the scenes where the executive yeah. producers talk about how they get these shows. And they were talking about sometimes you do have to put. 
characters who don't get along together. And in this show, they kind of were just like, just have a camera up all the time. These idiots will do it themselves. And the one day they said, what did you film today? And they said, Tom Sandoval getting ready for work. And they were like, what else? And they said, no, it was like a three hour. It was it's <laughs> oh a, it's an episode in and of itself. Did you watch? Wow. So I, I became Lisa Vanderpump. I'll be, <laughs> I watched this show, Pooch Perfect. That was, uh, uh, um, wow. what was, what was, the, who was the host? Was it, uh, oh. The, the Rebel Wilson? Rebel Wilson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and so she was one of the judges. She seemed likable, but they kept talking about this show, and she had, like, a revered position. I'm like, what in the F is this? But, yeah, so did you watch that at all? Poof I Perfect? Did, I did not. Uh, yeah, she's I, on it. She's sounds like a great vacuum show. You'll be putting up drywall during this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Another little text I want to read. It says, just so you guys know, that uh, you're playing in the liquor store in Lansdale, and I'm going to be shopping for booze for the next time. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, switching gears a little bit. So yes. we, we've talked Vanderpump. Okay. Uh, we got that out of the now, way. Now, something everyone can agree on, sports press. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. Um, how long have you been with NBC Sports? Five now? years. Five years. Congratulations. I texted uh, our buddy Jim Jackson saying that you were coming on, and he said he's surprised. Yeah, Jimmy's one of the best. Surprised I'm awake? No, uh, (laughs) surprised that you haven't gotten a national job yet. And and I I echo that sentiment. I mean, you're a really good reporter, and I want to make this as uncomfortable as possible. Um, You're also incredibly attractive, but does that... And I don't even... Does that ever get in the way of your job? Because you're you're a great reporter first, in my mind, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, also, she's she's really uh, good looking. Uh, I don't think so. I... Not that I'm aware of. Um, Are you I... the Sandoval? <laughs> You're so hot. You could work at Sir. You could you oh could be God. a waitress at I, Sir. I was a waitress. Wait, let me tell you. I was a waitress at Chickies and Pete's in college, and what? I was so bad. Like I was so horrible. Yeah. I just. What like, are those fries we have again? <laughs> no, they'd be like, "Can you recommend like a hoppy beer?" This is like when IPAs were like yeah. really big, and everybody was a hipster, and I was like, "I don't know, Bud Light." And <laughs> I don't drink beer. I have no idea. Mm. Um. So no, I don't think I could work okay. at Sir. I don't think I'd sling goat cheese balls. But no, I don't think. I, that and if you look around now, there's so many like very talented, beautiful women in sports that are really like so educated yeah. and just phenomenal at their jobs. And there has been for so many years because it's kind of this conversation all the time of like trailblazing or this thing or that thing when it comes to being like a woman in sports. Realistically, a lot of people like 15 years before me really carried the machetes and whacked that tall grass down for the rest right. of the yep, yep. You've covered my two favorite sports. You did the Flyers, and, and now you're doing with, uh, with the Phils. And um, at the beginning of the season, you had a great conversation with Roger Clemens. You were yeah. hanging out, and, and Cody Clemens is now playing for the Phils, uh, if, if people don't know that. So uh, Roger's one of Roger's sons is playing on the team. Uh, it seemed like this just was a really natural, easy conversation to have with Roger. Yeah, so I got lucky that they were, one, him and his wife and his other son was there and uh, Cody's fiance, I believe, were all there in the box. And they were all, you get lucky sometimes where people are just like, oh, yeah, come watch with us. And, oh, cool. Um, my cameraman, Matt, who's with me, is just like the the coolest, easiest going guy, too, which helps because a lot of times people look at a camera yeah. and you they it's either they're totally <laughs> comfortable or it's like a cannon in their face. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I'm sure Rogers used to cameras by now but they were so chill and then it was just funny to watch i had questions that i had prepared but then i just got up there and roger and cody's brother were watching it pitch by pitch as cody was up to bat and it was hysterical watching them because they're just first of all they're breaking down every at bat before he gets up there <laughs> and they're going you know the ins and outs of what they're seeing on the swing or the pitch etc and then cody gets up there in the first two uh pitches it's like Dead silence, totally silent, and then and then I think everybody exhaled, and he got a hit, so that also helped the conversation. Um, 
And then instead of asking any of my questions, I was just like, I'm going to ask about this. This is what way more fascinating. Well, that's cool. I mean, when you get in the best interview situations, you you know, and you know, this, you know, you get someone and then you're right. No matter how pro the pro is, we've had, you know, we've had Academy Award winning people come in here and people who are actors and actresses or accomplished. That red light goes on in the microphone in an extemporaneous yeah. environment. And, oh, my God, you can see them roll white. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, I think actors and actresses would be harder for me than athletes because <laughs> you're just talking to them about, like, either pretending to be somebody or they're – whenever somebody uses the word, like, craft, unironically, too, I'm just, like, totally out. They're like, this is my craft and this is – and I'm like, my guy – Come on. And acting is so, like, it seems so hard. I was asked to audition for one thing one time in my life, and it was the single most, like, mortifying experience of my life. Really? But, yeah, for that movie Hustle, the Adam Sandler movie, they asked me to audition, and I had to do an audition tape, and I'm, like, putting the clips together to email it, and I'm getting, like, secondhand embarrassment watching myself. (laughs) I also couldn't memorize lines. You were a sportscaster in the movie? They were, they had, no, uh, what was the pay asked me an audition for? I don't even remember what it was. It's like during COVID and I blacked out those couple <laughs> years. Um, but no, to your point, it's just like, I could do a sideline hit, but I don't memorize anything. Right, you right. just you know nurse. the information and you talk. Yeah. Like, trying to memorize word for word what to say. Oh, we suck. Oh my God. I was just like, please delete this tape as soon as <laughs> yeah, we, we, we can't do it either. But you know what? The thing about, uh, interviewing sports stars is that uh, a lot of times you're going to get the same kind of answer from the guys regularly and they do answer a lot of the same questions over and over so they get into this rhythm um do you do you purposely try to find something unique interesting uh, get a different answer out of those guys or do you even mess with it that often i guess it depends on the scenario yeah in a scrum never like if it's a scrum of a bunch of reporters never because they're just especially in a post game they're realistically trying to get out of there as quickly as the rest of us are unless there's something you know last night it was weird trey turner talked about making an adjustment to his swing because he's been so close for a while to like just breaking through he had a really bad strikeout like he was striking out so frequent frequently for a while and then his he, that stopped, but he still wasn't getting hit. And then last night, he just had a monster game. And he was talking about, yeah, I just made this one adjustment to my swing. Right. And then I was like, why is no one going to... we got to ask about what the adjustment was. And then he'll talk about it. And that's usually where you get the more interesting stuff is talking about, like, mechanics or mm-hmm. something. But in general, when you're sort of like, hey, you know, with the flyer... With hockey, especially. <gasps> hockey guys, specifically. <laughs> oh, my the God. best interviews off camera. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Like, they give you the funniest stories. They'll be like, just between me and you. And then they tell you the funniest story you've ever heard in your life. And then you get on camera and they're like, yeah, you know, cycle puck, pucks on neck, <laughs> pucks yeah. on you. Like, wrote, completely wrote in the hum, the whole... One game it, at a time. Yeah. Yeah. In one of those scrums, how... Far below the surface is a Vanderpump question uh-huh. waiting to be asked. Uh-huh. If I know, so Keith Yandel, when he was playing last year, right. we were playing a BFFs game with him and Kevin Hayes where they had to like, uh, this was two years ago, excuse me, um, where they had to like write their answers on a on a whiteboard and turn around and see if they matched like newlyweds. And uh, and I was asking you, what's, what's your go-to guilty pre- pleasure, whether it's like a TV show, snack right. or whatever. And Keith Yandel's was Vanderpump Rules, specifically seasons one, two, and three. And I said, season one, Stassi is a character you cannot make up. Like, she was just so aggressive 
to begin with on that right, show. Right. And he was like, oh, my goodness, she was a sniper. And I was just like, <laughs> You found a soulmate. Yeah. And he, well, he looked at me, and like, he was like, did you just say season one Stasi to me in a hockey interview? And I was like, yeah. Why not? That's great. That's great. I want to ask you about uh, last night's Phillies game because uh, it was nice to see Trey Turner get four hits, and they had two home runs, and uh, Aaron uh, Nola carried a no-no into the seventh inning. But my favorite part of the night was um, the new fan group for uh, Brandon Marsh in, yeah. in right field, uh, Marsh's Marshmallows. Yeah. Uh, I, I miss when those things have happened over the years. And to have, a, a, like, there's Padilla's Flotilla back in the day and the Wolfpack and the Duck Pond. Um, are you are you going to get to interview Marsh's Marshmallows at some point? I would hope so. Jeans, jeans. We were talking about it too. Jeans, <laughs> jeans is great. Jeans. And I was like, somebody, I know this would be, like, a really hard costume, but if somebody came in in, like, a DNA, like, helix, like an actual gene. Yeah. Right, like, in- yeah. In made out of jeans, like that would be like meta. But um, <laughs> but uh, we were talking to Brandon really quickly after the game, and uh, and he was like, "Yeah, that was sick." I don't know if they're calling me soft, but that was pretty cool. So no, I think that's so cool. I love when people do that stuff. It's so it, it's it is cool. It's, it's it's the spice of the game yeah. and the experience. It was luchador mask. Yeah. Like the one guy had it was a marshmallow mask with a luchador, and then and then uh, Brandon Marsh edited it to his Instagram stories, which is cool. Awesome. Uh, we got to wrap up shortly, but I wanted to find out: Were you um, in Delran? Were you a jock growing up? Where did the sports uh, fascination I played, come from? I played a ton of sports. I was more a soccer player. Unfortunately, I'm a Chelsea fan. If you watch Premier League, it's brutal. Um, and my dad played Division One basketball at Ryder. Ah. So he raised me watching. And my brother played a ton of hockey um, growing up, too. So my dad raised me watching, like, college basketball more than anything. And then that bled into me wanting to watch lots of NBA basketball on top of it. And then if you grow up here, you watch the Eagles. Like, of you don't course. even really need anybody your family to care about sports. <laughs> um and, like, my Uncle Pete watches every, before I'm even, I was on, watches every Phillies baseball game. It was, it's kind of a combination of everything. Oh, cool. But I think you don't grow up, this, it's like here, Boston, Chicago, like, so much of the culture is the sports that I feel like so, it's so hard much to so. not be a sports fan. So coming right. from New York, you know, and down here years ago, I started doing radio down here. And then I, I remember my wife and I going into church and seeing everyone wearing Eagles jerseys mm-hmm. in church. I'm like, bleh, bleh. <laughs> This is a, what are they doing? This is a, yeah, this is yeah. a fandom here. Yeah, yeah. unlike any other. So I'd, I'd say you're probably right. There's a select few where you're going to find that level of commitment, and this is clearly one of those cities. Yeah. Excellent. All right, well, listen, thank you for opening our eyes <laughs> to Vanderpump You need to get me and Ty in here together because I don't think anyone else is going to get a word <laughs> oh, in, we but it talk. would be. No, 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 <laughs> at all. <laughs> you know what? We'll, we'll go have lunch or something, early lunch. I might check out Van, but I'm, because, uh, because of Taryn, I think I okay. might give it a shot. All right. All right. Maybe you'll have a new buddy over here. <laughs> Excellent. Um, give your mom our best. And She's thank, listening. Thank, she texted me. Thank you for coming by. <laughs> and, uh, and it was great having you. And well, I'm sure we'll talk to you very soon. Thank you guys mm-hmm. so yeah. much for having, having me. I really appreciate <laughs> it. Our pleasure. Taryn Hatcher, guys. Yeah. NBC Sports Philadelphia. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a second. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR proudly supports the American Cancer Society Bikeathon Bridge to the Beach, celebrating 51 years of riding for a world without cancer. Hey, it's Marcus. Join me and Team WMMR on Sunday, June 11th for this family-friendly ride to save lives. All Team WMMR riders can now access group pricing for Team WMMR jerseys and other great cycling apparel from Volet and their Made in America. The first 50 team members that hit their fun Raising goal will get $50 towards their purchase thanks to our great sponsor, Tam and Inc., because everybody has the right to access information.
information. Register to ride with Team WMMR. Get complete details at WMMR.com or text BIKE to 39333 for a link to the info. The ACS Bikeathon and 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Before we do the B-File, I would like you to sign up and join me for the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation Take Steps Walk. It's going to be Sunday, June 25th at Lincoln Financial Field. Yes, you get to go all over uh, the stadium that day. It's really cool. And raising funds for the uh, Crohn's and Colitis Foundation, uh, which is for research, education, patient-supporting services uh, for those suffering from inflammatory bowel diseases. My team... We're called the Shark Breakers. <laughs> and if you join up and donate, you will get a Shark Breakers team t-shirt and we'll walk the concourse. We'll have a great time. There's live music, all kinds of contests and prizes to be won. So uh, go to WMMR.com and get signed up now. I would appreciate it. All right, let's do the B5. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Brought to you this morning by Horizon Services. They made over 20,000 air conditioner repairs last year. That could have been avoided with a Horizon tune-up. You can avoid repairs and lower cooling bills with Horizon's no-breakdowns guarantee. Book online at horizonezbook.com. All right, this story is out of Liverpool, England. A nine-year-old boy was left injured after an inflatable Zorb ball that he was in lifted into the air by a gust of wind. The boy was in the ball on a pool of water at the Southport Food and Drink Festival on Sunday afternoon when it was picked up by the gust. The boy uh, was treated by first aiders and then taken by air ambulance to the hospital. Uh, Police said that he had been seriously injured, but his injuries were not life-threatening. Uh, one witness told Liverpool Echo it was quite breezy. Then all of a sudden there was a gust of wind. The inflatable ball went over the trees and we thought it was a balloon at first before we realized it was one of those inflatables with a child inside. Did you ever see the footage wow. of the Zorb, the guy in the Zorb ball going off the cliff? No. It was, it was, not, it was like a cliff, but it's a very precipitous drop. Yep. Yep, you see, he died. Him, right? yeah. He died. This was years ago. Yeah, I don't even know why they All would right. have had that where they had it. Mm-hmm. It seemed ridiculous. I saw a video the other day, and I'm assuming, kind of like the the video we were watching yeah. with the the giant uh, tennis ball thing, that it may have been fake. But somebody was in one of those orbs, and a, a car. They yeah. were doing this on purpose. Comes up and slams into it. And it goes up into the tree. That's not real. I, I don't think it's that real. That can't be real. And this one that Steve's talking about, I thought wasn't real, but it was confirmed that it was real. Yeah, yeah wow. Dude died. That sucks. I, I, you know what? I, I still want to do one. They look they look fun. Uh, yeah, we, yeah, I've gotten in one. Oh, yeah? They're, they're a blast. Yeah, we did camp out for hunger. That's Me and right. Matt O'Donnell yeah. uh, uh, raced each other in it. They're, they're fun. They're kind of tiring. <laughs> But they're a lot of fun. How about that? I completely forgot. You forgot riding in the in the Wienermobile at the, at the yes. Classic, and I forgot that we did that whole damn elaborate course. Uh, according to some reports, the inflatable reportedly burst upon landing. Police Jeez. confirmed it had uh, attended the event. Uh, the police did following the reports that a child had been seriously injured. So hopefully he's okay. A popular pub uh, in Australia has been blasted for a controversial promotion after free drinks to women depending on their bra size. With the slogan, the bigger the better. Oh my God. Uh, the Wool Shed in Central Adelaide advertised free drink special for patrons at the price of them taking off their tops. Uh, they wrote on social media, hanging your bra is uncomfortable. Hang it up in the shed and let loose. That means you as well, boys. And they'll give you your uh, clam order will be based on the size of your vagina. Oh, my God. Uh, female partygoers <laughs> will receive one free drink for an A cup. <laughs> 
Uh, two free drinks for a B cup and three free drinks if you are a C cup. <laughs> you not think this might catch some blowback? Yeah, some patrons took to social media to slam the promotion. Nathan uh, should do something tied into penis size. With the backlash forcing the wood wool shed to cancel the event and share an apology online, they came under fire. We're sorry. Recently, for two similar controversial promotions, which uh, breached community standards regarding uh, responsible alcohol use. Uh, which was ruled by the Alcohol Beverages Advertising Code Scheme. Uh, The promotional post in 2019 read, I don't really like tequila, but one shot won't hurt, followed by uh, the text three hours later and a video of a child dancing. And another gave patrons a chance to win $150 in drinks uh, by tagging someone who can relate to the struggles of a Sunday hangover accompanied with a graphic that read, I think I sprained my liver. And according to their standards within the national code, uh, you can't use children in alcohol-related marketing or encourage binge drinking. So uh, they've had a few strikes. Uh, Three people are dead after a car was found. You were talking about a cliff, Steve. Three people were found... Uh, dead in a car at the bottom of a quarry Sunday morning oh, in man. Frederick County, Maryland. Uh, the sheriff's office said that shortly after 8.30 a.m. on Sunday, deputies were called for a report of a car crash in the bottom of the Union Bridge quarry. Uh, three people were confirmed dead. They were aged 28, 65, and 23. We assume it went off the edge, right? Yeah, well, yeah. the vehicle was upright. Two people trapped inside. One person was ejected higher up in the quarry. Officials said the 2022 Dodge Charger crashed after plunging into the quarry at high speed. I mean, it's like Thelma and Louise, you know? Yeah, you know, and I also hear things like this. When I hear stories like this, I wonder about GPS. And, ah. you know, if that's a possibility. Do you remember the, the story was recently? The guy was trying to kill himself and the family. Uh, they were on the Pacific Coast Highway, drove off. They survived. Yeah, they, they landed in they the water. Landed, yeah, and, and, they uh, and they got him out of there. Yeah, yeah. it was nuts. Uh, the sheriff's office said in a tweet they expect a heavy police presence for some time and investigation Obviously, is underway. This is wild. We were watching this video yesterday off air. An angry husband stormed the stage during an OBGYN panel at yeah. a Baltimore medical conference and slapped the person who was speaking, accusing this guy who was a doctor of sexually assaulting his wife. Oh, geez. And he goes, he's yelling, This mother effer sexually assaulted my wife seven years ago. And uh, he's going on after him for a little while. And then the shocked audience watch. And uh, captured video, the slapper briefly began walking away, but he turned back around. He said, you know what you did. Uh, He said the sexual assault happened in New York, though he did not specify if it was the city or state. He slapped the speaker again and shouted profanities. That's that's across the hall. This is perfect strangers con. Uh, This is the, the... Speaker, uh, the slapper continued to berate the speaker as he began walking out with a woman he identified as his wife. And he said, my wife is suffering because you are an effing predator. Wow. Uh, uh, He's seen in another video where several men, likely security guards, escorted him away. Another man told him that there was a better way to handle this, such as pressing charges. And the guy who slapped him said, no, I do not want to. I don't want to. So, And there was virtually no one in the audience. Like, yeah. It's empty. It very lightly yeah. attended. But this uh, this guy just... Hauled off and smacked him in the face. I guarantee you next year, they'll be really good attendance. Uh, Yeah, probably. (laughs) Gotta go. And that is where we will end things with the bizarre file. All right. uh, Let's take a quick break and come back in a moment. And we shall see if you've been paying attention this morning. We'll have a lesson question on the way. Trash and music news coming up, too. Don't forget, Baldwin School in Bryn Mawr. You're voting for the coolest T-shirt today. You have until about uh, 5.30, 6 o'clock tomorrow morning for you to do that. If you go to the Baldwin School, 
Text word teacher to 39333 for the voting link. We'll be back in a moment. See what you've been hearing with WMMR.com's video on demand. Watch highlights from Preston and Steve shenanigans, station events, and take a peek behind the scenes at the station. You'll marvel at how anything gets done around here. WMMR.com. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Stephen only sells real natural earthborne diamonds. Well, you're right, but Stephen will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earthborne diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Steven Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 81 degrees today. A little bit of hazy sunshine. Uh, tomorrow, 79 and sunny. 77 and mostly sunny on Thursday. Friday, it looks like we might have some afternoon showers. We do need we need some rain. We, it's, it's getting pretty dry. In fact, there's... Um, uh, like fire warnings and things like that. Uh, so after Thursday. After, <laughs> yes, after Thursday. You're good. All right, good. The, the, uh, the mutiny on the Mushaloo is going to happen. Don't worry about that. You're solid. But, uh, yes, a little bit of rain afterwards will will help out. So uh, we will uh, see how much we're going to get. All right, we're going to do something. We're going to give something away. We're going to do the lesson question for today. Our prize that we have is a $50 Rita's Italian Ice gift card. And I think we have to go with this particular question. Harry and Meghan's daughter, Lilibet, celebrated her second birthday in the United States and was also asked about which creature's butthole. 215263 WMMR. Oh, my God. We're an award-winning show. Harry and Meghan's daughter, Lilibet, celebrated her second birthday in the United States and was also asked about which creature's butthole. 215263 WMMR. Let's see if you were listening. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, let's see where we go today. What's going on, Steve? Well, that 70s show star Danny Masterson will reportedly await his sentencing for rape convictions at L.A.'s high-profile central jail. Since this facility is known for housing the more privileged, Masterson could only get in by having Harvey Weinstein call ahead. Oh. Hey! You know, it gets tough there. Adele is completely gutting the home she purchased from Sylvester Stallone, removing the entire second floor. Adele ex- explained the decision, saying she had heard something up on the roof, and it was like a billion. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Rantlers! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Will you? So whatever... <laughs> 
in that house, she's got it now, too. Yeah, yeah. And finally, former American Idol winner Samantha Just Sam Diaz says her having to return to singing in New York City subways for money is not a bump in her career. Diaz says that as it turns out, she loves the smell of piss. Oh, oh my God. So, <laughs> that's her All right, let's see if you know the answer to this. Uh, Harry and Meghan started a little bit, celebrated her second birthday in the United States, and was also asked about which creature's butthole. Uh, we are going to Taylor, see if we can find an answer. Taylor, good morning. Good morning. All right, what creature's butthole do we speak of? Predator. Predator. Yeah! Things got to have teeth in it, right? Good imagine. All right, Taylor, hang on. Got yourself a $50 Rita's Italian Ice gift card, and you can head to Rita's for a five-layer gelati. Back for a limited time only. Enjoy your favorite ice flavors with an extra layer of creamy custard to build your own masterpiece. Now, Preston and Steve's Music View on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you this morning by Sequoia Outback. You can make your deck or outside space a source of comfort and pride. Shop 4th of July sale at Sequoia Outback, Route 309 in Hatfield, or at decksupplies.com. All right. I didn't get a chance to mention this, but I have a concert announcement. Do you guys want the beginning or the end? Um, The beginning. All right. I'm happy to announce this information. Uh, MMR is announcing this concert that will be at The Man Tuesday, August 8th. Tickets will go on sale this Friday, and it is Queens of the Stone Age. Whoa! That's been a while. Yes, it is called The End is Nero Tour. (laughs) And uh, Fantagram and The Armed will be joining them that night. Tuesday, August 8th at The Man in August at uh, at The Man is a wonderful thing. An August night at the man, I should say, is a wonderful thing. Tickets on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster. We're going to have your chance to win tickets all week long here on the Preston and Steve Show. In fact, we'll take caller number 15 and give you a pair of tickets right now. 215-263-WMMR. 15th caller, give us a buzz, and let's get you on board to go see Queens of the Stone Age. Yes, outdoors at the man. Um, it is. You are a fan of the band. It's a Tuesday night, so probably yeah. not. I'm going to be realistic about it. Uh, yeah, but they're they are a great band, without question. So, um, good to have that info, and you can find it all at wmmr.com. Volbeat has announced they have parted ways with longtime guitarist Rob Caggiano. What? Uh, yeah, the band revealed uh, in a statement what, what? <laughs> that their good friend Fleming C. Lund. What? We'll be jumping in to handle lead guitar what? on their 2023 what? show. What? Uh, the statement. What? The statement read. What? At, after 10 incredible years, we must sadly announce that Volbeat and Rob Caggiano have parted ways. During our time together, we've traveled the world sharing great experiences and released four albums uh, that we are immensely proud of, and we wouldn't change a moment of it. The statement continues saying, "We wish well, our obviously bro- changed something. We wish our brother Rob all the best with everything he does in the future. We know he's going to be great. Filling those shoes on stage will be a Herculean task, but a good friend, Fleming C. Lund of the Arcane Order, uh, will be jumping in to handle lead guitar." And somebody from Journey joining him? Our 20, they're going, going their separate, separate ways. ways. Thank uh, you. On 2023 shows. What? He said thank you to all of our incredible fans for their support, and more importantly, thank you, Rob. 
for 10 amazing years. So I don't know the reasoning why he's leaving. I don't know. It is guts. It doesn't sound like he's being kicked out. Yeah. Um, with that statement, but. Okay, okay, I hate him. I hate his guts. You never know. <laughs> Papa Roach's bassist Tobin Esperance and guitarist Jerry Horton opened up about the appearance last month at the Sick New World in sick. Las Vegas. Guys, ready to get sick? Uh, saying it, I think it's great. Everyone's having fun. Uh, he said a lot of the newer artists are influenced by this era of new metal and emo music. He said, so it's all tonight. Com- Super Tramp, Steppenwolf, and Santana. He said it's all coming back around again. Which is great for a band like us, and we can celebrate that time and the music, and we got to see a lot of our old friends, and he said, I think it was cool. Uh, This is interesting. Uh, Nickelback frontman Chad Kroger revealed that late leaders of Pantera, Vinnie Paul and Dimebag, were true friends and fans of Nickelback. There you go. He said, uh, Vinnie Paul and Dimebag used to say it all the time. When the metal community would come down on those guys and be like, what's with this love for Nickelback? I don't get it. And they would defend us, and it was really, really lovely. He went on to explain, they were like, go watch them play and then say they suck or then say something negative about them. Because my favorite thing is when someone comes to the show and they go, honestly, I wouldn't call myself a fan, but I would definitely go see that show again. And I'm like, I'll take that. And I'll take that all day long. It's a hell of a compliment. <laughs> We've seen them play live. They played live at one of the uh, festivals. They did, and they were and great. they were great. I agree. Elton John touched on his post-touring musical plans ahead of his upcoming final UK show at the Glastonbury Festival on June 25th. Is he going back to MMA? No. Uh, he said, uh, talking to the BBC about what shape his performing career will take once off the road, he said, to be, it'll be very sporadic. I really don't want to tour again. Doing a theater thing for a few weeks, that might be appealing, but honestly, that's in the dim and distant future. Uh, I'm not going back to Vegas. If I do anything, it will be here in the U.K. I don't want to fly anywhere or go anywhere. I just want to be still for a few months. You know what would be awesome if he did? He did it after he had that issue with the polyps on his vocal cords, and he came back after the surgery, and he did. He played the symphony, the Sydney's... Um, Symphony, yeah, wall, whatever that you know, that iconic building, yeah, the opera house, and yeah. that was released, uh, and uh, it was just a collection of early songs like Levon and all that stuff done orchestrally with him. Yeah, it's one of the greatest albums ever. Within the past, I don't know, six or eight months, my youngest has really become a big Elton John fan. So much so uh, that they know more songs than I do. Oh, wow. from, from like, what? Like Deep Cuts albums. Oh, uh, awesome. And and so... Like Empty Sky and stuff like that? All kinds of yeah. stuff. And so I wish that this... I wish I would have found out about that yeah. when, when he was coming to town and would yep. have been able to, to go to the show, but I'm, I'm not going to go to the Glastonbury <laughs> Festival this month. It's a bit of a haul. <laughs> You're I, just trying to get to Costa Rica. And then... Fi- <laughs> 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 I am. <laughs> Wrong damn dates. Maybe Elton will play there. And then finally, Rolling Stones, uh, Ron Wood, uh, Queens Brian May, and Van Morrison were but a few of the heavyweights performing with legendary Elvis Presley guitarist James Burton during his June 4th concert at England's London Palladium. That's right, man. Uh, among the guest performers were famed guitarist Albert Lee, former Doobie Brothers guitarist Jeff Skunk Baxter, and Paul Schaefer. Uh, the 83-year-old Burton has been battling countless health issues over the recent years, including kidney cancer. Wow. And as Elvis's lead guitarist, uh, James Burton performed every show the King played between 1969 and 1977. You're my best uh, friend, man. In the ensuing years, he toured ex- extensively uh, with John Denver, 
Hmm. Uh, and also played with Elvis Costello, among many others. Uh, I'd probably recognize this guy if I saw a picture of him. Highlights I mean. included early songs from his time backing uh, the teenage Ricky Nelson, studio work with the Monkees, featuring vocals by Dave Mickey Dolans, along with a medley of Glenn Campbell tunes uh, and a salute to his time with Elvis. Wow. Uh, Brian May and Ron Wood backed a Burton on his Dale Hawkins classic Susie Q. Uh, with Brian May taking uh, the lead on the Queen favorite Hello, Mary Lou. And Van Morrison took the stage for a handful of tunes, including a particularly hot medley of Carl Perkins' Bop in the Blues and Blues Suede Shoes. So a wonderful tribute to the guy. Pretty amazing. Cool. All right. And then just to reiterate and uh, reiterate the... Uh, is that a Re- word? Reiterate. Reiterate. God, reiterate. Where the hell did I get that? <laughs> said it twice. Word. It's like Glappy. <laughs> reiterate. Uh, a concert announcement we have from earlier this morning, and that is the fact that Tool is coming to Philadelphia. We already gave away tickets. I remember when you first animated it. I know, and now I'm reanimating it. Uh, so it is November 16th, Wells Fargo Center. It's a Thursday night, and it's the final night of our camp out for hunger that week. That's pretty amazing. So we're excited about that. Yeah. Tickets go on sale Friday at 10 a.m. Uh, through Wells Fargo Center, Philly.com. Ray Coob is filling in for Brent Porsche this week, 3 to 7. And he will have tickets all week long. Your chance to win. Go to WMMR.com for another chance to win tickets and uh, to get all the information that you need for that. All right. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a second. Reanimate it all when we get back and get the letter day for the Word of the Week prize. Stay there. What's new? Glad you asked. The Revivalists. Lincoln Park. The Hooters. New music. More of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WMMR. On a Tuesday morning with the President's Chief Show. Wrapping up our program for the day, we have a few things to do before we call it quits. Number one of those is thanking our guest today, uh, Patricia Heaton. Yeah, she was wonderful. She was great. She was in such a good mood, and she loves this area and loves coming on our show. She's got a movie called uh, Mending the Line. Brian Cox is in this. So, I mean, talk about a guy who's just huge at the peak of his career right now. Um, So, uh, it's coming out on Friday. Uh, So, check that out if you get the chance. And then we had a chance to meet for the first time face-to-face. Taryn Hatcher. Lovely. NBC Sports Philadelphia. She was great. Her mom loves us. (laughs) And that was wonderful. Isn't that wild that she, this woman we had in the studio here, was listening to us when she was a little girl. She was in middle school. Trying to get her hair done, but her mom was hogging the radio in the bathroom, and she couldn't get any into it. And she's and look at her, she's well, fantastic. Here she is. Uh, so NBC Sports Philadelphia, and she knows everything about Vanderpump Rules, everything. Uh, so it was nice to have her in. Um, we need to get a tattoo winner. Yes. Today is Tattoo Day. You've been texting in all morning long, and we now know who's going to get that gift certificate. It's Mitch. Powers from Phoenixville. Power, Mitch. We are going to set you up, my man. You get a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. And you can find them at 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. For artwork samples, visit floatingworldtattoos.com or check them out on Instagram at Floating World Tattoos. And we'll do it again next week, don't you know? How do, Pierre Robert? I do. Excellent. Let's get married. <laughs> I'm glad you said yes. Honestly. Would have been embarrassing. I know. Well, it, when you proposed to me in such a public way, even though you're a bigamist, <laughs> uh, 
You've got uh, a wife on the well, side. Yeah, you got a wife on the side. Don't think he move, doesn't know. We're moving to Utah. We can make it work. Yeah. Presbo and I are moving to Utah. Sister wives. Sister DJs. We're going to get into the wagon and head west. Hey, let's get yeah. out there. All right. Great Salt Lake. We'll have a fire. <laughs> As, we'll have a fire. <laughs> let's go out to Great Old West and have a fire. We'll have a weenie roast. <laughs> well, we're going to have a weenie roast. You never heard me as deer and have me a weenie roast. Oh, yes. Brigham Young, here we come. The best. You ever have a weenie roast? It's a hell of a thing. Yeah. Uh, So, you're in a mood today. That's great. I'm there. I love it. I'm high as a kite. All right. (laughs) I've been I've been snorting flowers. Flowers. Snorting flowers. I went, I went hey. into my garden and I found dandelions and petunias and pansies and Eskimos and I chopped them all up and ate them. May I tell you right now though the the honeysuckles smell divine. Aren't right they wonderful? Now. I love it. My uh, Caroline and I are just. It's our thing because when uh, uh, she was young, we used to go out and, and pick them. And, and uh, so now anytime that scent comes into the air, we just love to, to stop and smell the roses. Good for you. Well, they're not roses, but, you Didn't know. Didn't Mac I, Davis teach us to do that? Um, stop and smell the roses? Gotta stop. Did he have a song? Right. Stop and smell the roses long way. Okay, good. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. I'll do a block of Mac Davis. <laughs> Just to see Bill come tearing down the hall. Only if you play Baby, Don't Get Hooked on Me. Baby, baby, don't, get baby don't Get Hooked on Me. Some other song. I saw him sing on the Mike Douglas show. Not that I'm dating myself. <laughs> he had a bunch. And um, it was some kind of group sing-along, a feel-good thing. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you yeah, it's like hits. People get together, come on, everybody be free, and something like that. Uh, Baby, don't get hooked on me. Text in my rearview mirror. It's hard to be humble. Hard to be humble. Yeah. You're perfect in He every actually way. wrote I, in the I ghetto. believe in music. I believe in music. Oh, I believe yeah. In love. I believe in music. Yes. I believe in love. Yeah. That's I it. forgot, but he, Preston, he wrote the Elvis song in the ghetto. He did? I didn't know he wrote. That's right. I remember you telling me that. Yes. I yeah. didn't know that. In the ghetto. It's yeah. a, one of Elvis's very profound Great song. Great songs. I yeah. saw Elvis a year before he died. Did you? I did. What yeah. was that experience? Like? It was amazing. No kidding. I mean, where I, were you? I was at Lake Tahoe. Okay. Uh, and it was, I think he died in summer of 77. Mm-hmm. So this will be summer of 76. He's playing one of the casinos at Tahoe on his last night of a 10 night stand. And my sister's got tickets. And I said, Do you want to go? I said, I got to go. I mean, concert yeah. resume for me. But I didn't expect anything. And there was a table full of roses. And uh, at one point he goes, ladies, did you get my flowers? Yeah. And every <laughs> oh woman got God. a rose that went in. Of course, I wanted one, but they wouldn't give me one. And um, But, I mean, he came out, you know, there was 18, the Jordanaires and the Jordanaires times five. I mean, there was all this precursor that Jeez. was, God, please stop. You know, all these, you know, 18 million backup singers and yeah. glory, hallelujah, and everything else. And finally, the 2001 thing starts, and the king comes on. Yeah. And this was the large Elvis. Um, yes. And uh, is like super big. Yeah, he was nah. really big. But and he had a guitar on which he didn't use, but he used yeah. for CC Rider, which was his opening number. And the first two songs, I go okay. And by the third song, whatever kicked in. And I mean, if somebody's got charisma, I don't care how large they are, how yeah. smart they are. He just 
nailed it. Wow. And I, remember, I just was transformed, and his voice was stronger than ever. There was a documentary t- I remember seeing one time. It might have been This Is Elvis, Steve. I'm yeah. not sure. But they were talking about, you know, at the latter part of his career. And, and, like, even when he was talking to the crowd, he was just kind of babbling and, and not making much sense. But the point they made was when he sang, right. he still had it. He I mean, still, his you voice know, was... Gentlemen, I bet you that the predator <laughs> has them lobster mandible things in its butthole. Well, I think... No, um, that's just what I think. <laughs> I was absolutely transformed oh, oh. into a huge fan by the end of that show. I I, I agree. Did you see the 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 um, uh, the recent movie? It's I, it's terrific. It really captures. Obviously, they're going to take liberties with the story, but for capturing the zeal, the momentum. That's why so many rock stars, so many Eddie Murphy, all these people have idolized that trajectory that career that guy who started kind of with nothing and built it all up and uh it's just it's an amazing story the part of the crime of it is colonel uh tom and how he really raped him on so many levels i mean he just overworked him and abused him and indulged his drug use and it's in the movie and yeah yeah, and and tom hanks uh, people were, were nitpicking he does a terrific job as a very unlikable character that in a bizarre way pierre gives you a little bit of a snip of and you you hate yourself for doing it, going. Uh, do I start to? Am I feeling a little bit bad for this guy? But then you snap back to reality. But mm. the performance is nuanced. Interesting, yeah. fascinating. All right. All right, all right. Letter of the day. Yes. Here we go. Preston and Steve on ninety three three WMMR. Now the daily letter. All right. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter O is in old time rock and roll. All right. We got an O now, and we have a few more letters to go, and then we're going to give away the Pisic Round Barbecue and Fire Pit Kit. From Landis Block. Landis Block, you can start imagining your own backyard paradise uh, by looking at the photo gallery online at landisbc.com. Bet you got some good stuff coming up today. Oh, don't you know it. I'm imagining a uh, giveaway for dead and company tickets for next Thursday, which we've got. I also am imagining um, workforce blocks of Lincoln Park, Jane's addiction, uh, and also Prince's birthday's tomorrow. We're going to celebrate early. And uh, speaking of birthdays, it's Brent Porsche's birthday. Yes. It's Brent Porsche Day. And also, uh, so we'll play some Shine Down. And Ian Hunter's birthday was Sunday. So I've got Ian Hunter on vinyl to play later in Mata Hoople. Good wow. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Thank you, Pierre. I want to thank our sponsors. The President Steve Show brought to you today by Duncan. The President Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by. Uh, polar Seltzer. Why be flat when you can sparkle? Refreshingly natural Polar Seltzer. Tomorrow, Wednesday, Fox Good Day. Yep, Secret Text for sure. Uh, but we'll also have uh, Gordon Clay from NYPD Blue. Wow. On the show. And uh, Eagles insider Ray Didinger. Nice. Cool. We'll be in the studio tomorrow. The Excellent. Football Hall of Fame. So we have a yeah. few cool things to get to tomorrow. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have yourself a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. From our early days of delivering ice and coal, Griffith Energy Services has been a leader in having the right comfort solutions for you. Folks rely on Griffith for everything from heating oil and propane to HVAC service, installation and repair, and so much more. Griffith Energy Services, doggone dependable for 125 years. Griffith specializes in train, but services all brands. Visit Griffith Energy Services today. Griffith Energy Services. Doggone dependable.
license number MTHVACR012278.